All right. We're actually back. We're back. And I have a guest. This is, I'm glad to be back, ladies and gentlemen. But thank you for joining us at the Construction Ahead podcast in, in the end times. You know, today's guest is George Ferrito. Sound drop. That's quality production. I know, right? They're still going. <laughs> they love you, man. What do you got to say to the this people? This is how you know that the sound is fake, because they're still clapping for me. They're going crazy. <laughs> You're killing them. This isn't Joe Coy. <laughs> oh, okay. The, 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 <laughs> you let them know. The <laughs> That's cool, man. So how you been, dude? Good. I like that you said that you're actually back. Like you, You're shocked that you're doing another yeah, episode man. almost. Yeah, yeah. I think the last episode I did was with you, as oh. a matter of fact. During the end during, of times. During the election. Yeah. You know, well, for some people, it wasn't necessarily necessarily the, the end of times but shit has gotten way worse somehow crazy, crazy. things have gotten crazy people broke into the capital yeah um people are are offended still now more than ever before you know we have we're, we're what a week in some change into 2021 and so <laughs> so president trump <laughs> Is, which is soon going to be uh, former president next week, right? Yeah, regardless, like he, six he got, days or something. Dude, he got impeached, I, you know? So he got impeached twice during the, the same term. I feel bad a little bit, not for him, it just in general as a person. I feel bad because I understand that the country is in chaos and turmoil. <laughs> this is my kid. Um, yeah. But it doesn't really affect my life. Like, it doesn't, I'm... I I am appalled by the actions of some thousands of people. Yeah. But here in Southern California, where you know I've, everything's still closed, we're all staying home. It's like, bad. It doesn't. I I heard that affect um, my life. I I had I had heard that that even um even uh <laughs> even in L A. I was talking to Johnny Gold yesterday, and he was telling me that he has clients in L A. And he went, and it was like a wasteland. <laughs> you know, which is why I played. Oh no, never mind. That's not the song that I played. You know, I should have played the song Wasteland. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it, it's like Johnny Gold was telling me that everyone over there has COVID now. It's like it's it's unstoppable now. It's I remember like one week very recently where literally everyone I know got it. <laughs> Like yeah, ninety nine percent of the people on my timeline was like, "Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it." I was like, "Oh shit!" I, I, rem- I remember. I remember when when um, the pandemic first started. I didn't know anyone who had it, and yet they were saying. I that, think we talked about that. Yeah, like, you know, it was like not yeah, really. Yeah. I know someone who knows someone. Yeah, and and yet they were saying that that you know the case numbers were too high, and this is crazy. And now I know too many people that have gotten it my parents have gotten it i didn't get to see them on on you know on the holidays like i, I missed out on christmas for them which is all right because i didn't buy them anything you know so i got to. <laughs> oh come, no yeah. i can't come over oh Sorry. shit man <laughs> <laughs> no so um and w- so we kind of missed out on christmas and we missed out on new year's which i had to work on new year's day anyways mm. so yeah, but it was it was definitely it sucked you know it definitely got worse. Uh, if they were trying to stop it with all these lockdowns, they failed miserably. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Because <laughs> w- we were only supposed to lock down for about two weeks, right? Some shit like that. And then yeah. people are blaming people for partying too much and all that stuff. But I remember every place was closed. 
um, people had were losing their jobs. So many people were collecting unemployment. And um, like 11 months later, this is when it's getting the worst. You know, like it's just people are getting it left and right. Um, I now know people who have died from it, too. Yeah. So it's like at first it was kind of hard to believe because you didn't see the evidence. But now it's everywhere, you know. There's a chance that this podcast is going to end up on some audio documentary where they're talking about 2020 and 2021. And they we're have just like we had no idea. Yeah, well, and then they had they have better podcasts to, to <laughs> pick from. So if they do, no, they need things that aren't copyrighted. They yeah. need something that's unknown and obscure. oh, just people. Yeah, just people who are these people never made it, but they tried. They tried. They tried. Well, yeah, I'm not trying. Yeah. Like I feel like I see you and a good amount of people though still getting up still doing we're trying comedy, to, we're still trying keeping to, the scene alive trying to which do i don't something. know if i've said this on a podcast i think uh joe beltran deserves mvp of, of for comedy for yeah he, he deserves 20 he does he deserves the 2020 mvp period yeah um you know good he, on you to like i wouldn't put my property on the line i would not either you, i've thought about it <laughs> i've thought about it but i get i get kicked out yeah. you know um and his, I would think his neighbors would have a problem with it, but they have never once complained just yet. That block's not going to call the. Po- they're not going to call the police either. No, and the know? police aren't going to show. They're up. not. So no. <laughs> we heard fine. a shootout. We heard a shootout happen nearby to like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean that's that that's that side of San Bernardino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's cool. I mean, every time I go, I don't necessarily feel I don't feel safe. But <laughs> at the same time, I look around and I'm like, if Nick's here, yeah. I gotta be all right. I mean, it's in a neighborhood's a neighborhood. Mind your business, do your thing, and just go home. That's it. Like, don't don't ask I'm, questions. I'm, I'm don't pretty, look around. I'm pretty positive if someone were to confront Joe and be like, "Hey, this this Mike shit that you guys are doing is starting to be a problem," he'd probably stop doing it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that's why, like, I think, I mean, Beltran clearly can move this, make it bigger. He can take it and take it to a venue. He can be like, "Hey, man, now we're here." Like, yeah. Like, he literally built this shit up from the, yeah. from the like, and yeah. it's and it's. He has some pretty good features. Mm-hmm. He has really good features, and 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 then um, Richard Villa pops in. Nice now and then, so it's like it's it's feeling like a little club vibe going, and it's it's uh, sometimes it's only the comics that show up, but it's enough comics that want to, in like they want to be part of the, you know, comedy community, so they'll listen here and there, you know, and and you already know if you make comics laugh, you have something that you can work with. You know, so it's it's been interesting and it's been fun because I, 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 I don't know if you remember when, when uh, you know, pre-COVID and pre-lockdowns, you know, when, when you would go on stage and you would finally come up with something that you can work with, like, wouldn't you feel like it's, you're like, fuck yeah, like, I have something cool. here. Yeah. I'm starting to get that feeling now and then, you know, I mean, I was thinking, uh, I was talking to um, Johnny Gold again um do you have friends dude just me and johnny just gold me and johnny gold no, no it's for some reason uh, me and johnny gold have been talking a lot at joe's mics you know mm-hmm. um we'll we'll just stand in the back you know he'll give his his sort of advice i, I love the way johnny gold talks to people because he's not giving people like you need to do this you need to do that he's just like have you tried maybe thinking about this and he'll analyze you a little bit are you trying to do this type of deal because if you're not uh you should do this and like or if you are then you're actually doing fine you know so um i was talking to johnny golden he's like going up once a week is just not enough you know and i i agree i was like dude it's definitely not enough however um it's something 
Yeah. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather grow up somewhere than nowhere. I'm a, little, I'm a little more optimistic that I think once a week is the absolute bare minimum you have to go up. Yeah. I think it's not enough, but it can be. And you can always get more from it. But, like, when you're going up once a week, there's something about now you're treating the mic a little bit more important than everybody else that gets to go up tomorrow. Yeah. You know, you're like, maybe... I shouldn't go up and be like, I don't know what I'm talking about. So it's a little more, at least for me, like if, like when I was doing once a week, Thursday nights at Flappers, I was like, fuck, I haven't worked for a week. Like this Mm -hmm. is, I hope, I hope something hits and most nights it won't. Yeah. (laughs) But I definitely get a lot. Mm -hmm. There's just something about when something does hit though, that where you're just like, dude, dude, this is like my set is 100 percent different than what what i was working on right before this whole ended you know I'm, I'm actually talking about you know um my experiences at the church now and and religion which i as a, as a matter of fact i hinted to it a little bit you know in my pre-covid days but now i'm like trying to dive fully into it because i think talking about my family has kind of wore me out already mm. and and all the the jokes that i've had you get it you hate your family <laughs> no it's not <laughs> no it's, it's not even that it's just like when someone you talk about what, what's going on in your life right then and there typically you know so I, I had just had my my daughter you know so i was talking about you know how to have a baby and stuff like that so that kind of already wore out with me my daughter's already a little older um she gave you the finger just now see that shit yeah i didn't even teach her that (laughs) nobody taught her that she just came out of the womb just fucking (laughs) fuck the police yeah but i'm not complaining it's gangster (laughs) my little daughter's a gangster no well um yeah so it kind of wore out and i was like i remember talking to johnny gold about um uh you know religion and stuff like that and he's like why don't you have you ever thought of talking about that and i was like not really not not too much you know, and now I'm like diving hard into it. And like um, these past three weeks that I introduced it, worked on it and kind of found something in it. It's been so much fun. Nice. Except for last night. <laughs> last night was horrible. Last night was rough on everybody. Yeah. It was rough on. You remember those times in the hideaways where you, where you would be like, all right, I'm, I have to turn this shit around or else everyone else behind me is going to have a terrible time. It's like every comic understood that, but they just couldn't do it you know we just we just couldn't do it it was like the people that were there was like they were like they they went under their own free will but as soon as they got there they did not want to be there anymore (laughs) like (laughs) you know like it's cold fuck Mm -hmm. i don't want to be here well what do you think then is that a com like is that the comic's fault that the show was a dud or is that the audience fault and can it is it the audience fault ever like um when you I, I think it's 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 the comic's fault however i think the com the 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 audience um if they're gonna be audience you know if they because this wasn't a bar you know i i get if you're at a bar and those people don't want to give a fuck it's impossible like you know they didn't come to a comedy show like i mean it, it's gonna take a great comedian to make them pay attention and it happens um but when you willingly become an audience, like be an audience, listen, you know, don't like, uh, so they, they showed up and they would, they would be on their phones. Some girl heckled me, you know, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I didn't handle it perfect, but I handled it as best as I could. I don't, I'm not disappointed in the way I handled her situation, you know? Mm. Um, I miss that aspect of comedy because mm. I haven't done it since we stopped doing Worthington's. 
Um, so I'm. You gotta go to Joe's. You gotta even if you go once a month to his because he charges. Like I get that. That's probably like a a, a turnoff, you know. But if I had the ability to charge to do something at my house that everyone wants to do, putting his property in danger, uh, there could be shit that happens. Um, so putting his property on the line, I mean, I'm just make a little bit of scratch on, on the end. Who cares? Yeah. No, I, I, I admire it and I, I adore Joe's tenacity for, to do that. It's just, I don't know, going into 2021, it's getting bad mm-hmm. and it's definitely worse than we thought it was going to be. And yeah. for some reason, there's a, a lot of people that think it's not going to get any worse. And there's no indicator of that. Yeah, like, yeah. there's no saying that this is the worst it's going to get. And yeah, for, it could get worse. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm a carrier and I don't know if I want to give COVID to someone for my stupid dick jokes. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard because it, it, I miss I miss the activity of it, mm-hmm. but it's it's almost almost not worth. Would you consider leaving California? No. No. Do you no. think it, do you think it is going to come back? And how long do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to come back. I think we're in uh, the last stages. Argu- not last stage, but arguably things are are starting to turn around. And you know, it's like turning a battleship is going to take a little while. You got you can't just turn it on a dime. Things have to be implemented where people, um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to peter out and there's going to be a new like awareness of infections mm-hmm. and, and social space and uh, there's distance and it might look a lot like Japan where it gets compacted, but everyone's wearing masks now. Yeah. Um, but I think we're going to adjust to a new norm where comedy is going to come back uh, how it used to be. But okay. <clears throat> optimistically, I think it's going to be a little more valuable now yeah now you can't just cram 30 people into a room and maybe have some shit worked out like Mm -hmm. now these people that are sitting there are paying customers probably Mm -hmm. to be in that establishment and you now not only have to work stuff out you have a job to do yeah and i think so the quality is going to go up in terms of just comedy in general so i'm very optimistic just I want it to happen already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would love for this to have already be, been over. I remember at the beginning of all of this shit, um, one of the things that they had said that, oh, maybe by uh, March next year. And you would just see the you know famous comedians just pushing their dates further and further. And then... I am excited to see that all the comics are leaving. They're all gone. They're leaving. They're out of here. They're done. A like, lot of them are. So this leaves a lot of opportunity for yeah, us. That there's are a staying. vacuum in general in mm-hmm. Southern California that has now been created. And there is also small pockets and communities of comedy that have now gotten to know each other. And so yeah. once everything opens up, I think that's going to be why the quality is so much is, Dude, is there. <clears throat> one, one thing that, that I did notice is anywhere you go right now, the clicks they're more they're a little more accepting now back then you would feel a little more reluctant because you'd be like oh this person doesn't i'm not trying to be in clicks i'm a bad you know? friend well not not in, not in, <laughs> i'm a terrible friend not necessarily you don't want me in your group yeah not necessarily clicks but i'm talking about you go to different scenes that's what i'm trying to say say if you were to go to like la they're a little more inviting now mm. when at first it would be like Mm. I don't I never like Aaron talks about that a lot, yeah. but I've never really experienced this cold shoulder of LA. Granted, I'm not the most like, oh let me go make friends. I'll sit in the back and play yeah. fucking Angry Birds. Well I I've only done um like Birds Backroom. Mm. They were always friendly and yeah. all that stuff. Like I I've for the most part 
for I would say the last five years of comedy, people have been pretty friendly. Well, well, Joe, Joe, Joe Beltran, I should say, because I've only said Joe, yeah. but Joe Beltran's mic is, attra- is he's attracting since he's getting features from different scenes. He's attracting a lot of people from different scenes, too. So when they show up, when other people, when other scenes show up, they're really friendly with everybody. And we're really friendly with them. Nice. And I think that's that's important. I think it's cool. I almost don't like it, though. Dude, you know? <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. But it's like when you have yeah. the new guy walk into your dojo and you're just like, hey, man, I'm sorry. We got to fight before you get to yeah. hang out. Like, yeah. let me see. It's not like we're all hugs and buddies, but like there, there's some people who are like really nice. And um, that's a perfect way to network, you know, when everyone's nice to each other. I think everyone understands that right now. Whew. Kind of like, um, I don't know if you heard of uh, Eric Escobar. Mm-hmm. He's a really nice guy, and he featured once. And he he would run a mic. There's some kids screaming. Did you hear that? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if it's like, what game are they playing? It sounds like... It sounds like soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be like the last 12 seconds of a hard point Call of Duty match. And it's like eight, eight year olds going, get him, fucking get him, get him, get him. Yeah, it could be that. <laughs> I think I had heard that kid cuss someone out before. Maybe they had. He was come. playing Call of Duty. Yeah, maybe he had to come. Fucker, probably yeah. camping. Yeah. Real. Oh right. god, Just chilling I there. Fucking it's right behind your claymore. It's not cover, bro. It's that's. Yeah. When I used to when I used to play, that was my biggest thing. Where I was just like, this motherfucker is still in that house in that room. Yeah. Come on, man. Get a get a couple kills from there. Move. <laughs> you know. No, what I like to do is you go hack their equipment and you wait for them to. Mm-hmm. Turn the corner, thinking it's not going to explode on them, and poof, their own. Thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think I get meta with that shit, dude. Yeah, I haven't really gotten too crazy with the perks and all that stuff, or I don't know too much of the game. You're missing out. Honestly. Really? Missing. That's all I've been doing. Like I have not been playing, doing comedy, so I just play games. You play video games all yeah. the time. I yeah. got a Switch. I play Pokemon. I play. I thought Zelda. <clears throat> I thought I was going to get fired. <laughs> um, Again? No, 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 no. This is the same time. Oh. So that's when I was just like, should I start playing a lot of video games? You know, but yeah, definitely, dude. Starting to it's write great. more. I do miss comedy though, like just the the live aspect. That's what I was saying when I before. I fucking wow, way off topic. Mm-hmm. Was that I miss that live aspect of comedy where the girl heckled you, and now that's that quick shoot from the hip, like yeah, all right, yeah. regain control, get yeah. back your shit. Yeah. Like I miss that, like because I'm competitive and that yeah. to me is like it's a small competition between the audience and me it's like all right you're gonna lose this every time well, well even that like seeing how every comic was doing with this crowd you you could you could easily be like um i'm gonna be the one that thank you thank you man just poured me some more gentleman jack baby so um uh, this episode brought to you by Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels gentleman I, of whiskey. I wish. And you know what? <laughs> they definitely should promote, or they should definitely sponsor me. I agree. Who else? At least is, for a day. One day a year, sponsor Carlos Patino. What else, what else is going to bring people together except whiskey and a podcast? <laughs> right. You know, whiskey podcast. What could you possibly say where Jack Daniels is going to send you a cease and desist letter? Nothing. Nothing. Jack Daniels makes license plate frames. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. They need to get behind this. Yeah. <laughs> Holler. Yeah, what what the fuck was I saying? Comedy, talking, Something. doing it. How it's fun. I was just talking about how I miss it because I do yeah. miss it. And every every week I think about going to Joe's, but then I have to accept the reality of like, there's a lot of people dying right now. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
that that lady that got shot at the Capitol probably died because there weren't any ICU beds. Like, you think so? Realistically, it could have been that. It could have been that. I, <laughs> They're I, like, oh, the the closest hospital with an opening is forty five minutes away. Did you hear, or did you hear in detail, uh, uh, Tom Segura? Like all the shit that had happened to him, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like when it's they were so when they were in the hospital, he got COVID. <laughs> yeah, and then like he they were talking about how like you know it was just chaotic in the in in there, and he had broke his arm because he was dunking, <laughs> you know. So, um, that's, I think I'm just scared. I don't know. It, it, my I, comedy is not worth overcoming my fear right now if you i mean if you i, I don't think so either like I'm, as far as my comedy i'm not talking about like yeah i don't think your comedy no, like, is either. i agree i'm glad someone <laughs> agrees with me that's why you have friends yeah. and they tell you the honest truth no um i think i don't think my comedy is at the level where i'm like i'm ready to risk lives for this shit but i think we're talking like in terms of comedy in general like the pursuit you and i are at very different spots not saying that i've mastered this thing but i understand like the work that can be put in on and off stage. And I don't think the work that I'm putting in off stage is like, I think that'll sustain me and not having the stage time. Like mm-hmm. it'll balance itself out. You mean all the podcasts and all that podcast. Stuff? And I still try to write every yeah. day. I do something creative. And as long, I think as long as I stay sharp, I think my comedy's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't go and I'm scared because I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. My, I guess objective in comedy is to make a group of strangers laugh. Yeah. And I know what makes people laugh. Like I, I'm funny. I know I'm funny and that's yeah. not going to go away, but I've been doing it long enough where I understand the the nuances of my own act. Whereas like you, you're fresh and I don't think you understand the nuances of your act yet. So I don't even little, know what that statement means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's a little more, there's a little more urgency for you. The, the I only, wish I had that. In, in in all honesty, I don't think there's really necessarily an urgency with me, because I, I I keep I tell my wife this. I told Frankie this. I've told so many people this. Is that why she's handing you divorce papers? My wife. Yeah. My wife is. We're cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might get into some arguments. We're cool, you know. You guys um, got sock and boppers that you use to duke it out. You know what? That's yeah. not a bad idea. I might even bring that up. <laughs> Until she know? starches your ass. You're like, oh, fuck. I, I put her in, in, a, in a rear naked choke recently. <laughs> just playing around. It was last month because I was amped up. because It uh, sounds like an alibi, but continue. Dude, UFC 256 got me hyped up, man. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, we, just, we were just like wrestling around. And I was like, oh, yeah, and I got on a rear naked choke. I didn't really, I didn't crank back or anything, but she was just like, oh, my God. You, you know? hold her to the point where she panics, and she's like, oh, there's nothing I can do. He's powerful. Yeah, just, she's remember. <laughs> just remember. She didn't know I was powerful. You spit in her ear. She yeah. remember. No, no, that's disrespectful now. <laughs> yeah, she needs to yeah. know. Uh, she well, what the well, now? What, urgency, you were talking about. Uh, it's not necessarily, I don't have urgency, dude, in all honesty um because i was telling frankie and i've told my wife i've told a lot of people right now the next level doesn't exist so what's the point of like really really needing to get after it other than learning shit so but you can learn from a bomb you know yeah uh in front of three people you know or however many people show up at joe's house like you don't have to have the perfect situation in front of you um and uh like you can learn as much as you need to learn in that situation without being like, all right, like I need to make it to the next step. Cause there's absolutely no next step for any of us right now. I kind of like it. You know, it's like that unknown of, yeah. Of you get to really 
see people not just pivot, but what form their creativity takes, you know? Because mm-hmm. we're all kind of the same, like, creative type. And it's interesting. Like, I'm, I see Joe. He's doing, like, unboxing cards and shit. On, Pokemon on, cards. On YouTube. Which I, love, is, I, love the way he, I love the way he does it, too. <laughs> yeah. I have this cool. little bullshit. Dude, you know, he's just yeah, the way he um, he's very hood with it. Yeah, and, and and so like I I am enjoying that aspect of of this, like consuming other people's comedy has been very fun yeah. for me from yeah. a, a distance. I'm, I live vicariously through you guys, oh. and those pictures in of a garage in the middle of San Bernardino yeah. on a Wednesday night. Yeah, there's ways to do it safely. You know, like you can be safe if you're really cautious. You know, um, if you don't want to take the risk, you can wear your mask. You can not even talk to anybody. Right, you can look, I understand that, too. But when there's weed being passed around, I'm sorry that I have other priorities. That has changed. <laughs> that has changed. People do not share weed anymore. And it's not rude to be like, no, nah. I've seen I've seen Ernesto do it. You know, where someone was like, hey, man, can I get a hit of that? He's like, oh, I'm going to respectfully <laughs> say no. You know, and people don't they're not like, oh, why? You know, people are like, oh, yeah, we're in a fucking pandemic. <laughs> you know, there's no um, beating around the bush now. Like, it's, yes, but so. I would still share weed with my friends. I mean, you just shared some with I'm me. Old. Yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> I'm going to do the same right now, too. We'll probably roll a blunt Please or do. something. Please. Do. You know, uh, we can. Yes. We can. Yes. Um, please. You said yes. Please. Yes. Uh, please. Okay. <laughs> please. Yeah. Please. Please. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. No. Yeah. I don't have a problem. You have a problem, dude. I can stop anytime. I, d- I don't. If I have a problem, it's it, it's it's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with this we problem. S- we still have a room. I still have a roof over my head. I don't have a problem. I just like marijuana. But that's what I'm like, I don't know. Is I think once vaccinations are a little more abundant, once it's hit more like worker level people, I think I'll be out more. Um, but I, I'm getting a lot of good out of just kind of sitting down and writing. Like like you were saying, you're going more into like about your church. And I think it's forced me to just kind of reach inside deeper and find something to talk about. Because we all have had the same experience for the last year and a half. And so talking about your past church experience and like talking about my childhood and stuff. So it's forced me it's, to be introspective. It's fresh. Yeah. You have to and be fresh. Because ev- everyone else has the same basically the same take on covid i hate it it's terrible or it's not real or 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 <laughs> i like it i can't wait to get it two weeks off from work woo you know it's like it's not really original anymore so um but yeah yeah i agree i just i'm i i miss it but not enough to go back right now and i but I'm close. I'm close. <laughs> I, you need to get there, man. Because it's it, the the itch is there, and every time we do podcasts, I, it always comes up. And it, it's it's just like, dude, I miss I miss seeing everybody like the same way that we would see each other at the hideaway all the time. Hmm. Like when it was, well, I, we would see Jackson Lynn and stuff like that. Like I haven't seen that guy since the pandemic started. Um, Zero doesn't come out as much anymore. He's doing he is doing comedy. Like if I wanted to see him. I could go to um, his his open mic at you know in Pomona. Yeah, it's also strange because everyone I miss does podcasts. Yeah, so I almost don't miss them because I, I just you can heard still their voice hear yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking yeah. about Storm in the Capital, and I, and, I, and I miss the the ambiance too. Like when we used to, the, I miss the hideaway so much. You know, that was our spot, man. That was that was where we got to be I miss, creative. I miss the anxiety of the hideaway. Mm-hmm. I miss because it's it's like a. 
for me, it was always like a powder keg. You just you wanted to be that match that lit it. You mm-hmm. know, it was, boom. And once in a while, you would. I yeah. think I, I've only killed down there twice, and we were there for so long. You know, I would always kill. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just <laughs> no, it was honestly, it was, it was, it was a rough room, but it was beautiful. You know, like it had the small stage. On a lucky night, we had you know a crowd. You know, and and it's just. I wish I had a record. I wish I was like Nick, like Nick Lanny, because he records everything that he does. Yeah. You he, know, if he somehow doesn't find his way th- into comedy success, he does have enough footage to make a documentary about himself and make money that way. Yeah. He records every time. I, yeah. I wish I was that good, too. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Honestly, anytime I ever record my set, I always like I'm, I'm self-conscious you know where I'm like, oh, you know you're recording, right? <laughs> you know you're, and it, it gets in my head, and I fuck up. Huh. You know, I, I never, I never, I'm never in the moment when I'm recording. I used to just, I didn't get away from. I that. used to feel that way because I would like I. It became a ritual, but I didn't mean for it to. So I'd walk up, I'd put down my phone, I'd press record, I'd grab the mic stand, I'd move it out of the way, and I'd start my set. Mm-hmm. And so it became this weird, almost OCD ritual. And I was I couldn't get out of my head the same thing you were saying about oh I'm recording right now like I can't fuck I'm recording mm-hmm. I can't I'm aware that I'm recording and the other thing that helped me was I started recording like the person before me left your left yes okay I started recording five minutes before I go so if they call me on deck I hit record before I even get up out of my seat yeah and I oh. put it in my pocket and now I'm yeah. like oh okay and then i'll forget but some days i'll have like a nine hour recording um <laughs> that but, you would have to cut yeah but i don't even then like i i know i should but I, I don't listen to my sets i only listen to it if something good happened and i needed to like replay it listen to the words but if it wasn't a good set i don't bother listening back i won't rewatch it i know how i did i think i would i think the bad sets I can meditate on how it went, how it went without me actually listening to it. So I think from now on, if I remember to or I have the balls to record, uh, if it's a bad set, I'm just gonna delete it and not even listen to it. You know, that's fair. That's fair. But like, there there's been a couple of Joe Joe nights, you know, uh, you know, Mike's at Joe's, where I wish I would recorded. You know, hmm. where I was just like, damn, like I just want to remember how I said things. You know, I have an idea of how I said it, but it's like, I wish I, like, how was I, you know, crushing it with these people? You know, like, I, I just wanted to analyze that so I can, you know, pick at it and be like, all right, this is where I need to get faster, you know? Yeah. I miss that aspect of it as, too, as well. Too. I guess this whole podcast is going to be how many different ways does George miss comedy? And I guess it's all of them. <laughs> in so many ways, dude. And, and honestly, like, I miss comedy in a, like the way it was when things were normal you know because this is drastic way you know this is a drastic comedy you know this is drastic comedy i guess this is like unprecedented punchlines. <laughs> it's it's really um it's really rough you know because um people are nervous mm-hmm. you know um that's what i think is beautiful about joe's mic like that was also at at the hideaway is that the people there want to be there and chose to spend their night there like the hideaway is not someplace you really necessarily run into on accident not on a tuesday night at eight o'clock 
you probably knew what was going on. You heard about it. You went to check it out. Same with Joe's bike. You're not going to run onto that corner by accident on a Wednesday night. You know, you, you want to be there. So it creates yeah. this, this little hotbed of energy. And it's, it's beautiful because the people that are performing, like, they fucking want it. What do you miss uh, uh, from the hideaway? Like, what, what is the thing you miss most? the highway the anxiety i think well because you guys were running it you were setting up you were tearing down like that's it's you couldn't enjoy what the highway really was to a lot of us i did you know i i mean i enjoyed it for what it was i knew what it was i i, I put myself there like I, yeah. that was a, a decision that was made a long time ago so i i miss that right before you know what I, what I miss? I miss that we were all getting slightly better. Yeah. You can see progress. Yeah. Because we had somewhere to work every week. Even if you missed Mondays at Worthington's or you missed uh, Brook Bar, you know, Brooks Bar or when we used to have the hideaway, I mean, the, the getaway. You at least had one place to work. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was a pretty decent scenario. You had a stage. You had a spotlight. You had the sound, you had the bar, you had people drinking, you know, uh, every now and then you would have a crowd show up, you know, or you'd have someone new who's like, I want to try comedy for, for the first time. And for some reason they bring their whole family. <laughs> that was great. I, I think the last good set that I had at the hideaways, it was because some one dude was going to try comedy for the first time and he invited all his coworkers and shit. Mm. So yeah, that helped me out a lot because I, I I was actually working on material to do the, the my ice house set. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm I'm already getting in a groove here, and I actually have that set recorded, and I'm really nice. proud of that. Every once in a while, I listen to it, and I'm like, ah oh, man, I could have done this way better. Yeah, you know, but it was still good to hear. Like, hey, look, like I remember when I have um, old recordings of when I first started too. I still have the video of my very first set. Really? No one's ever going to see that. No one? Until I die, probably not. Oh, my God. Well, on your funeral, like, in the in the wake, that's where we're going to play it. Probably. It's going to be like, <laughs> let's begin. And we're going to play that stupid <laughs> fucking video. Have you, guys ever, have you guys ever thought of changing that song? The, 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 not really. It, uh, nothing... <laughs> nothing about the buddy system is premeditated. Yeah. Like... We have videos of like us brainstorming what the name should be, mm-hmm. and we just we were throwing shit against the wall. And the song was the song because when we started playing, when I started doing the music for Aaron, that was just the song that I liked at the time. <laughs> so it was usually at the top of most of my playlists in my phone or on my iPad or whatever, or my my laptop. Yeah. I don't have an iPad. I don't know why I fucking said that. <laughs> but nappy roots. It just became it, and it it almost embodies the spirit so appropriately that i don't care if we play it out it's yeah. not for anybody else it's for me essentially when we, i hit play that's you, my song you know what's cool <laughs> about that song is you know that's it's the start of the show that's it it was cute it like it cued us like the comics would be hanging out and all of a sudden we hear all right here we go yeah it was you know? it was let's cool that it was now. fitting ding, yeah ding, and the and then, words are let's begin now yeah and, and then we'd be like oh we're starting yeah you know all right let's get it let's get it going yeah it's a slow you know? burn in gives you time to stop yeah. your conversation yeah. trickle in yeah, that's and perfect. i think but that's where like not that it's a professional decision that we made i think like i think playing music in a show uh, and understanding that a good show will require at least two people putting on a mic like 
hearing other people's grievances now because there are a lot of independent startups that are trying to keep the comedy scene alive and you're appreciated and we love you um it's it's cool to see everyone kind of go to this through the same things that aaron and i kind of independently went through pre-covid and you know kind of being crazy people and and cold approaching venues in downtowns and like hey uh can we tell jokes here Mm-hmm. was that okay we can use that as a stage and stuff and just getting told no so i love the behind the scenes of everything going on right now it it really i just like seeing it's i see passion passion's fun across the board if you see someone that's doing something and they're like have you seen soul yeah when when they're in yeah, that zone mm-hmm. like watching someone in that zone is so fun and so watching like people not that it's a zone to produce a comedy show it's not hard but seeing the synergy the the tenacity and and the drive and all the comics that are still doing it now like that's that's why the quality of comedy is going to go up when everything opens again it's because they never stop oh yeah yeah i'm I'm definitely looking forward to that i stopped though so i'm gonna be riding coattails and shit (laughs) i mean like there's well you already know the 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 basics of pretty much how to get you know get going again like it's just go getting back into the group because you don't have any intentions of quitting you know yeah do you have a lighter yeah I've done. of course i do do i have a lighter i have a blowtorch <laughs> a gas stove do you really oh i have a gas stove too <laughs> i have a microwave yeah man so i miss that like that's the live comedy like the live part of comedy is is the fun part to me like Mm -hmm. i know i don't know if you've ever done jujitsu or anything but usually what happens in a class is you show up and they run you through your 10 5 10 minute warm-up you stretch they teach you a technique you do that for 45 minutes you drill that technique in different positions and then the last 20 30 minutes or so until the next class really is you pair up and you roll Mm -hmm. and but like the rolling is the part that's fun that the end of the class when everyone's dead now you get to like spar you get to mm-hmm. try to strangle each other that's the fun part and that's what the performing is for me like that's the fun part but you can still learn jujitsu you can still get better at jujitsu and comedy by doing all the other stuff it's not the same like you need to understand that you do have to do it live at some point and you are missing a, an aspect if you don't but yeah, I guess you're right. I do know. I I know that what I'm missing, and when I go back, I'm excited to exercise those skills. But hopefully, what mm-hmm. I bring to the table, they're like, "Oh shit, you've been writing this whole time." That's the goal. We'll see. That you know. I mean, there's only one way to find out: is for shit to get better. Finally, yeah. You know. I know. You know. It's hard and scary. Well, it's just it's just things weren't like this when when all of this started. You know. Now it's like everywhere. But I'm saying if it's everywhere, that means it's going to blow through everything pretty quickly, right? Hopefully. Like, I would say where we're at now and and with, like, Arizona surpassing California in in terms of the number one COVID cases. Oh, they're the the ones now? Yeah. I think as of today, they're number one in Arizona. um, Is an, an inevitability that we were kind of trending towards. But having vaccines and two different companies creating vaccines now at a record-breaking pace is the first. But also term. scary. But also scary, isn't it? Why? I mean, usually there's more testing involved with vaccines. Uh, by, by the way, this blunt is fat. 
This is a fat ass blunt. No, I yeah, there usually is more testing, but I think it, it we're at a place where the the good outweighs the bad. Every vaccine's gonna have adverse side effects. You know, some people can't eat fucking peanut butter. That was my phone. That oh. phone not my dick, that was my phone. That oh. Phone. oh. But like, yeah, like there's some people that can't eat peanut butter, you know? And it's gonna be they're gonna have adverse side effects. It's gonna happen. But it's a step in the right direction and a step we haven't really taken in a year. We yeah. haven't really had any footing to like really combat or turn this around. It's mm. always like, oh, maybe this, maybe that. Wash yeah. your hands. This is the first like, no, no, no. This is like for sure a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So I'm optimistic. I've been optimistic, I think, for most of this lockdown. I've had depressive days. There's sure. a lot of people who are who just don't trust the vaccine. Do you think that's probably that's a problem, right? There has to because there a certain amount of people have to get it in order for us to start opening up again. Yeah, they either have to get the virus and 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 get immunity, or they need to get the vaccine, one or the other. You know. And statistically speaking, the vaccine is not going to kill nearly as many people as the virus. So, I mean, if if one is going to happen and you can do the other one safer. Some people are gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's real. Like I'm. It's it's a thing that like I think about every day. It's part of the reason I don't do comedy. Like people are dying every fucking day. Yeah, but people die every day of all kinds of things. Right, but now everyone has something in common, and this is preventable. I mean, not preventable, but it could be. A, it's it's slightly avoidable. You, there are you, things to mitigate. Yeah, it, that we know. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely slow it down definitely. to a certain extent. Yeah, you know. But I think eventually people are either all going to get it or we're going to have to get the vaccine. Like, Yeah, I'm not against the vaccine. They're like, it's going to give... There's no... If I die from the vaccine, I was probably going to die anyway. <laughs> do you think... Do you, um, I mean, that's a good way of point, putting it. If you're going to die of the vaccine, that means the virus is going to really kill you. Yeah. You know? So, what? <laughs> you know like I if i have to di- i'm okay with that i guess if i have to die so that everyone else can live i'm f- i'm fine with there's that. there's a okay jesus <laughs> no but all right i am the sacrificial lamb of the buddy system you are the- <laughs> i'm the father the son and the holy spirit <laughs> well see the, the the thing is that there's there's so much conspiracy theorists right now who are saying that there's microchips in the freaking you know in the vaccine. And That's why comedy is important. And yeah. Because you have to, to make loop fun. it around. Yeah, but exactly. We, not we, I don't, but like comedians can package things and make it simpler so that conspiracy theories look fucking dumb to everybody. Would you trust the vaccine for Mexico? Yeah. Really? Bitches go down to Mexico for boob jobs. It's, it's fine. That's a great <laughs> point. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, there's plenty of LA Beep. sluts that don't there's, have the money and like, yeah, we'll go down. I'll be right back. There's people who go to TJ to get hookers. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't they trust the I'm vaccine not from geog- Mexico? Like, if they're making a vaccine, they're, like, they need it just as much as I do. Why would they make a subpar product? They do have a lot of Volkswagens yeah, out there. And a lot of Toyotas, a lot of rebuilt Toyotas. Mm-hmm. Oh, lot, yeah, shitload. A lot, lot of diesel TRDs. They, they, still, they, they still have <laughs> You Do you know how, how um, uh, Volkswagen got into some hot water because of their turbo diesels? Have you ever heard of that? No, I know that they were like lying about their emissions and shit. It had everything to do with their turbo diesels. They were saying it was clean, it was fun to drive, <clears throat> and it was inexpensive, 
right? Turns out they were lying. <laughs> it was terrible for them. It was worse it than was the tar monster from Fern Gully. <laughs> basically, it was like driving five Hummers or some bullshit like that. You know, it was really bad. It was really bad for the environment. And they were like just lying their emissions test and, and whatnot. And they, they got called out, you know? Um, so, uh, I, I'm willing to bet that Mexico still uses those cars. Like, (laughs) (laughs) for sure, you know, like Like, they don't, you can, you can probably scoop a jar in Mexico city and capture the air. There's recalls here because we have like, you know, ordinances and shit. I bet in Mexico, they're like, bring on the pollute. Who cares? We burn our trash. (laughs) You know, they literally, you know, that's how they dispose of their trash, right? They just burn it. They just set it on fire in the corner of the street. Dude, they used to throw their shit into the the stream, like just out onto the streets in the medieval times. Like there's there was no sewage system. Like, yeah, they would just throw it out no, there. But, but to this day, that's how they that's how they dispose of their trash. They burn it. And Plastic. Look, honestly, if you want to create the world's greatest soccer players, that's what you have to do. Is you got to burn your trash, put BPA into the air. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this right now: Mexico soccer players and all soccer players in general are pussies. <laughs> Fuck soccer. I'm not a fan. Why? I used to be a fan. I used to play goalie. I used to you obviously. Know, you know. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> oh, on the wrong one. Oh. There you go. <laughs> that's the one yeah um yeah no honestly like like i don't trash people for liking what they like they like soccer then so be it i just don't get the point you know and i used to it's just sometimes you you wake up and you're like this is kind of boring you know i don't even watch basketball anymore Mm. i like watching um like freaks and and like one percent people like the greatest of all time like when you watch anything you're you're seeing especially on tv you're seeing arguably one of the best out of the entire planet the best 500 people doing this thing right now like there's mm-hmm. no ex- further point of excellence than what you're watching on like espn or whatever have you ever seen formula one yeah Dude, dude, that's just crazy. Formula One is so badass. That's so crazy. I'm so into Formula One. Someone, now. I think I was talking to someone recently about like, there's um a video of they they show like this corner. I don't even know what track it is, but they show a corner where almost I, I say like eighty percent of the drivers do this weird car flick technique that isn't a technique that anyone teaches but they they all know how to do it instinctively that Mm -hmm. it it creates like the tension in the car bends it so that it can get the car can get closer to the corner than it's supposed to because the frame because of the forces Mm -hmm. is bending around the corner like it's insanity see i know you were the perfect person to talk (laughs) about this with it's so crazy you you ever watch drive to survive on netflix no (gasps) that sounds like my shit you, when you leave here and you go, go home that needs to be the first thing that you do i'll check it out i like i love driving shit like Dude, watching precision so, drivers so it's 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 more of the reality aspect of the whole situation so you me that I, that i'm starting to get into it it's it's a perfect introduction into f1 the perfect introduction because you you see getting the ins and the outs of the basics because they're not going to let you in on all the secrets yeah. you know so you get to know all the drivers, you know, you get to hear all the drama, a little, little bit of the drama. Pretty sure there's more, you know, but you get to. to when I finish The Bachelor, I'll check it out. 
Fuck The Bachelor. <laughs> are you serious? Why are you watching The Bachelor? It's fun. It's fun. It's it's great. It's not fun. I enjoy and it's not it. great. I've never seen it. I it's know. A, I know. That's so, how I know you haven't. They're the, so good at their job that yeah. if you were to watch it, you would get hooked. So it's like heroin. It's The Bachelor. It's a dude that gets to fuck all these bitches and chooses one at the end. Basically. I mean, right. that's the simplified premise, yes. It's a game show for love. It's fantastic. It's a because, game show for love. Because all of these people think it's real. <laughs> like it's they're having fake. real. It's I mean, fake? it's not that it's not. It's not that it's fake, but it's you, what you're seeing is people that are on a show, and they know they're on a show. They know they're on a show. Yeah. They they do like each other. The relationships are real, but it's an it's an aspect of reality that once the show is over, is not going to be able to be recreated. And now you. You start from scratch now. You mm-hmm. have to date this person now, even though now you, you're already married. <laughs> mm. So it's a it's a weird disconnect, but I fucking love it. Um, I like trash TV though. I know that I is that is the trashiest of all the TV, other than like Rock of Love and yeah. Flavor of Love. That was like any love sh- <coughs> game show is exploitive and disgusting. Mm-hmm. But I love it. So Nine, ninety Heroin Day Fiance, and, all that stuff. I'm into that shit. Well, there's too many spinoffs. I'm like, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to finish. Don't, don't even. Know. Don't even. You need to get into Drive to Survive. And if anyone on here is listening, if there's anyone at all, uh, 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 except for my wife, you know, and George, because he's gonna listen to this episode later too, probably. Um, you need to watch Drive to Survive. It's fucking. It's good. It's I'll a good it series. It's it sounds. Good. I like the premise. I've never heard something like that before. That's to follow drivers. Yeah, they, I, they, I'm usually like the only person they, in the room. They that, don't. They don't just follow drivers. They follow teams. Nice. They. They. I wish they would talk to the pit crew more because you know they're they're probably a little more loose. Dude, the precision that those guys. Dude, in seconds they have one job. Yeah. Unscrew and screw. You know what I like though? It's like. That's how you're supposed to be when you disassemble your rifle in the military. You're supposed quick. to quick and under any circumstance. They, they had said um, if if a pit takes longer than one minute, that is an eternity. One yeah, minute. For sure. One minute. When you see these fucking Houdinis go poof, poof, poof. Quick. Done. They're too fast. Done. And they, and they basically changed everything on the car that's changeable. I'd get pissed. I get pissed it. every time I go get an oil change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. Let's fucking run this. Yeah. But and I do I, drink I, like four cups. I of coffee. looked up their salaries. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'll, I'll show you their salaries right now. It's pretty. I would love to just change a tire super fast, and because it's like and but they they they're the best at it. You yeah. know, like who else can I you? I took a uh, I took an auto shop class in high school. Me too. And that was one of our finals. Was basically like re rimming a tire. I don't know if you guys had to do that, but <laughs> he made it so that a certain amount of seconds, it was like NASCAR. If you mm-hmm. got, if you did it in this amount of seconds, you get a B. If you did it in this amount of seconds, you get a C. And I, I don't remember what the time was. I got an A, but I remember like this is having a fucking blast because it's a choreography. It's a dance. It's teamwork. It's you, know, you you have to lube the tire. He puts the tire. You put the stem. He puts the 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 uh the nozzle he and you graded you like that yeah it wow. was fucking great and i think that was like our second quarter that's interesting it was fucking fantastic i had a, such a good time in that class <laughs> i am a min- minority at heart mr Tagas, shout out you'll never hear this but thanks mr johnson <laughs> what's up dude <laughs> he was so cool the the what the fuck is this i think that might have been the first time i was acknowledged from an adult that i might be kind of good at something because i remember he approached me and my friend and he was like do you guys want to do the advanced 
auto class next year and basically it's two periods where you work on your and other students car for under his guidance and supervision it was very like this is how you get your black belt for auto shop that is so cool i had a great time dude my school did the same thing it was in um what was it called uh it was an rotc right where it was like a job it was like a class but it was about like yeah, i don't know we had an rotc our rotc is that's like the notch. military type yeah. of thing no it yeah. wasn't rotc i'm looking i'm thinking of something else where other schools can show up and be like oh this is like an auto shop class you know or this is the metal class and you your school doesn't have one so you can come over here oh that's interesting yeah. no our the, like i think this was just taga and how he wanted to run his class like the advanced the juniors and c uh maybe juniors and seniors yeah so the, the they were, that were taking the advanced auto class that was hard to say um they would go to competitions and they would like compete to like oh shit like that yeah they would get cars and like all right here's a car diagnose it fix it first one to do it wins and i went to a very competitive high school <laughs> that's 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 a little further like that's a little more crazy than Mr. It, Johnson's. It but, is crazy, but, but was, he was a master for sure. Like he was the Mr. Miyagi of cars. Really, hundred percent. Was he Asian? Yeah, he was wow. Filipino. He spoke in like this broken English, like like surfer bro, Asian wisdom. Just like you, like you were mad when you disappointed him. Like legit angry at yourself for disappointing him because he was such a good guy. He gave mm-hmm. you all the tools. You know, he gave you all the tools. And if you did it wrong, it's. Dis, you dishonor your family, you know, fucking. Hey, man. <laughs> Did you just say family? <laughs> so check this shit out. So uh, Formula Pit crew members' salaries from 2020. Um, let's see. Per race. Or no, their annual salary. Here we go. Um, I could actually throw this on the screen if you'd like. Let me see. Fucking production. You got You got sound drops. Look at you, that. you got an interactive screen with information. I'm moving on up. This is great. So, so you make me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> so a crew chief makes ten thousand a race. So it shows per race and then uh, how much annual. So he makes a million dollars. The crew chief. I bet. I, I I bet. I put my money on that. That's not enough. <laughs> Maybe not, but I mean. A crew, a good crew chief probably does what he gathers all these guys together and they practice. He times them, and he pushes them. It's the it's the uh, you got served of, of <laughs> <Pit> cars. <laughs> Yo, we got a family meeting today. Yo, listen, listen. You want to get <laughs> well, good or do I, you want to remain stupid? <laughs> I guess that that's how uh, Speed Racer and his family ran that shit. Yeah, they, they all had their own jobs. And yeah. Speed was just the driver. So let's see. As it goes, as it keeps going for refueling. All right, for refueling, he makes five thousand a race, three hundred and fifty thousand a year. That's way more than I make for gassing up my car. <laughs> <laughs> I would you love know? to make a salary to gas up the whip. Yeah, the whip too. The whip of whips. How hard? How good do you have to be at refueling? Do you think? I think it's. I think it's like golf. Is it, is it more tech technical? Or, I think it's or like golf. I think you have to be able to replicate your movement every time, and okay. like pick a spot. Like like you know how they refuel planes mm-hmm. midair and shit. Like I think you just have to know the sequence of events that needs to happen, and you need to be able to do it every time. Here's a good question: Do you think you need math? <laughs> 
to learn it yeah maybe really to implement it no i think once like i think it's not it's a dance at, at the highest level can someone learn it without math with just feeling it Like the, I don't know like what, the Rocky Balboa well, of refueling. I don't I don't know if if the if the fueler's job is only to put the nozzle in the car then yes, but I would imagine the fueler's job is not only like he has to check the octane of the fuel, I think he has to adjust the PSI um, maybe on the fly for depending on how hot the engine is that it has oh. to be different. So, if his job is just what you see, yes, mm-hmm. you can learn that without math. But I doubt that's his job. Really? You think it's way more complicated yeah, than yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. everyone has a responsibility. You like, think he's looking at spreadsheet sheets at night po- before he goes to go possibly, before he goes to sleep? Possibly. He's like um um Darice in Cool Runnings where everyone gets to sleep and the driver has to review the, the turns. turns? Yeah. I think everybody has an aspect of that. Huh. Like he has to make sure that when the fuel's delivered, it's not delivered before six o'clock because it's sixty degrees outside, and that fuel has to be fueled up at ninety nine. What if it's nothing like that though? What if it's just? Then I should write a fucking <laughs> show because I I sold myself on this job. Or we should both af- apply as <laughs> as refueling person. I'm down. You know, we should both. I don't think I have the balls to drive for sure. Pit crew is where oh, I'd be. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm a pit crew you, man. Like if I'm those gonna be dudes on a, have to race with the pedal to the floor. Yeah, yeah, no, I would never be able to be behind the wheel of one of those. Yeah, but and it's, but changing the tire, I'll, I might be able to do that. Yeah, but it's I'm only like it, do that. it's it's big. It's like change. It's like an AK-47. All the parts are huge. Like it's three. But you, you just know? have to you just have to get familiar with it. Yeah, the more familiar with it, and then they have little practice machines too. They don't even. They don't need to practice on the real cars, George. They have machines. If that, you're not practicing on the real car, don't do it. Did no, you not no, see Tokyo dude, Drift? You dude, gotta learn to drift by doing it, dude. Well, I mean, well, I think I'm pretty sure they practice in real cars too. Like when they have practice runs and they quali- when they do qualifiers, which qualifying is not necessarily a practice. Are you saying, are you saying that to be an F1 pit crew mm-hmm. uh, employee that there might be a drumline scene where you have to audition? For your time, and maybe you get to call another pit crew guy out, and head to head, the first guy who oh, gets to change a tire quicker would, gets to be on the team and gets to make the half a million for that race. I'm gonna say this: that would, if they were to do that, that would be the best team. <laughs> that would be the winning team. It'd be Mercedes. They probably do that shit. Wouldn't it suck if you have nobody? <laughs> nobody in pit crews argues that you guys that they think everyone knows you're number one, mm-hmm. but your driver fucking sucks. Oh, <laughs> You're like, dude, dude you're I the, cannot get better bro, at my job. Yo, you are the best, but you race for rocket Williams, man. Like, Oh <laughs> dude, you got to leave that team. The driver's like the son yeah. of the owner. You're like, Oh, uh, blow my can't brains leave. <laughs> That's pretty cool. These people make way more than I do in a year, but they're also for gone. Sure. They're also gone. All right. Which all right? So the bottom. How many lev- of them die? That's what I want to know. The the bottom level one is let's see, th- 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 Jackman, Wingman. We make wait wait one. <laughs> it cuts off at Wingman. They're like we're not even going to show them. They're so they get they're <laughs> those trash. are volunteers. That is <laughs> for real. Those are the people who uh, yeah. want to be uh, yeah, Jackman. The, the guys grab the tire and just fling it. The yeah, wingman yeah. catch it. <laughs> yeah, the wingman actually just fucking suck their dicks. Yeah. Is what happens. No. Um, 
I think so, I think driving's cool. It's cool like to meld man and machine. Yeah. I love I, that idea. I would like to be a jackman. Cuz let me put it like this, 150,000 a year. What if you were doing that to do comedy? Would you be happy? Yeah. This dude, person's crushing it in dude, life. Dude, I do my taxes. If I could make twenty eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year doing comedy, I'd be happy. Right, <laughs> right. My bar is so insanely this low. Is, this is so much money for someone that committed themselves to this job. Well, I, I imagine they're Congra- interchangeable. Congratulations. No, I mean, yeah, you're probably right. But but and then some of these guys become fans. You in, in the in the whole drive to survive thing. And I hope the microphones don't pick up that Mexican fight that's happening above us. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, man, these these uh, these guys right here, they become fans, you know. Like, so you see them in Drive to Survive, they'll they'll um, they'll be cheering for their team. So you see, like Red Bull, you know, and all the guys with Red Bull are cheering, and it becomes this like camaraderie thing yeah, where they're like yeah. dude this is our team like we're part of this shit like that car is running the way it is because i'm good at my job too i'm such a they're contributing to the team formula racing is uh, formula one racing is so badass i think everything is badass it at is the, so at cool. the highest level i think everything is badass if you get to, if you could sit in with like the lakers and just see what goes on for a week up until game it's time. just a bunch of ass raping i think it would be probably a lot, a lot of fucking <laughs> a lot of butt a lot raping. of butt grabbing yeah. a lot of nipple tweaking yeah, a couple a of, of sack <laughs> taps lebron is the worst of them he probably. he acts on the camera like he's like super clean and he's like yeah man we need to fight for everybody's rights and yet he's <laughs> grabbing penises and shit he's just he's just smacking people around with his just showing them who's directing boss. air traffic with two cocks in his hand. Just come on, planes go this way. He's like, listen, listen. I get to do all this shit because we win championships, and you can't fault him. For that. You cannot. No, that's what it takes to be the, at the top. If, yeah, if you are, if you're number two to him, mm-hmm. he what he says goes. Bro. Yeah, yeah. That's what I loved about the last dance. The last dance was cool. That was great. It was, was great because cool. everyone's like, yeah, Michael was an asshole, but we wouldn't have been who we were no if he wasn't an asshole it's a very like it's almost like stockholm syndrome like he just beat them it's like hey this is the only way to win and they did win yeah they won all (laughs) and they won a lot a lot (laughs) they and they won when they said they were gonna win too (laughs) like they were like we're gonna win one next year and the next you know they're holding the trophies next year like what other you know unstoppable there's there's no confidence how do you how do you pursue excellence for comedy like how do you do that because it's simple when the lines are are straightforward and the rules are predetermined in comedy and it's like an art how do you reach that like one percent of excellence what do you do what do you what are you doing you, you go at it for as long as you can dude like forever you just this is eventually that shit will happen it's gonna it just takes time if i would if i would have had to guess because i'm nowhere near that position so how would i know you know how how would we know how long it takes you know it's probably different for everybody dude there's gonna be times where we see someone who started after us get ahead of us you know and they love that shit and they might even get way more ahead of us. i love that shit too because then it's like oh i have to catch up yeah i'm too competitive i have to be like oh i gotta be that funny now cool but yeah or 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 even that just being able to be like hey man like i just it's just gonna take me longer 
Like, what do you, it's not, that doesn't mean I'm not going to get to a certain level that I'm not comfortable with. Like, I'm, I just, it might take me longer. I'm going to be the most nothing wrong with that. bitter, successful 71-year-old comic. You think so? <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to, everyone's going to know me. It's just like, I didn't quit for 40 years. So. Yeah. And, and you know what? In, in comedy, that's all it is. I think it's not that tall that it takes, but that's one of the things, because people who persevere, they're going to get rewarded in the things that they work hard at, you know? You're so optimistic. You should yeah. you should sell products to white girls. You I should, should sell candles. <laughs> that would be so easy. I just get stoned <laughs> and then just work. Let's talk oh, about so. our chakras, Kimberly. Yeah. Uh, okay, Kimberly. So, how are you fucking up in life today, <laughs> and how are you not going to anymore? Um, I just I drank like two bottles of wine yesterday. Have you seen what three does? Go hard, Kimberly. What are <laughs> I'm you on doing? Four. <laughs> I texted my ex boyfriend. Oh, Kimberly, no, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Did he <laughs> reply right away? No. No. Oh, then it's really your problem. It's really <laughs> your fault. Because if, if he replies right away, then you don't deserve him. I think everyone should be replying right away, especially right now. <laughs> what are you doing right now? You yeah, know? yeah. No one's doing anything. But at the same time, it's like. I understand not wanting to talk to someone. You ever <laughs> you ever get you ever get a message from someone that you're just like, oh, not right now. Some most most. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't have the energy some days. Yeah. Some days I just want to be like, I want to lay in bed and be sad. Yeah. With Kimberly. Yeah. <laughs> Kimberly is sad all the time. She's a bummer. You know. Yeah. 2020's been a bummer. What have you been doing you like so? is in terms of like to let for that creative outlet? Because I've had trouble like looking for that i sit outside i do basically this i sit outside and i just watch shit and eventually i just start thinking Hmm. you know i'll get super stoned i'm gonna cut down on the booze like i had promised my wife like after my birthday it's after your birth month after my birth month yep I don't even think about using that, you know. <laughs> After your birthday. Yeah, so so After af- your birth year. Well she she had suggested try to go one month sober and one month party it up. I did December. I, I did a uh, I did a plant based December. Gay. <clears throat> it was honestly for real, bro. I felt good. <laughs> I felt great. I was mad that I felt so good. I was like, fuck, dude. I have so much energy right now. I, I, oh, I my wake God. up. I felt amazing. I, I, wish, I wish you were like, that was the worst shit I, I ever tried. I was in a good Yo, I, was, I wanted it to be. I wanted to go one weekend. And I be felt like, yeah, deflated. I bullshit. Oh, my God. I wish you were like, oh, man. I, was, you, I don't recommend it on anyone. If you Across the board, because like, I track my fucking stats. Yeah. I have a whoop. Yeah. My caloric burn went up. My resting heart rate went down uh my my overall strain went down my hrv went up like i just Your it HRV. was hrv you know, my heart my heart rate variability the the time the milliseconds between heartbeats where your heart goes you're over here using acronyms and i'm like you you know i'm not, i don't know what you're talking about like That's i'm not I'm, saying like, i'm not dude, healthy i track everything and doing up you were better race, i was uh, 150% better. I was in better moods. I'd made Were you really? Choice. Yeah. So would yeah, you yeah. consider going back to plant-based? I think I'm going to, and I've started. I think just 
not vegan, but plant. I don't give a fuck about animals. Okay, I, don't I know. Give, like, I, I don't you. give a shit. You will. You will stick your dick in one of them if you yeah. had to. Yeah. If it's like, <laughs> I love steak, bro. That's like <laughs> I've started eating burgers again. They're great. They're amazing. Yeah. But it's it's a drug, and so I think bread. I just, bread is the drug. It is, but it's I can manage that because I go running. I'm trying to do a thousand miles this year. I don't fucking know why I'm doing it. I fucking How many miles do you have to run a month? Eighty three. Eighty-three miles a month. That's doable. Yeah, I usually don't even drive eighty-three miles per hour. <laughs> but think about this: mm-hmm. if you, you and your wife and your baby took, uh, you you walked um, one and a half, one point five miles down to the park, mm-hmm. and you walk home. That's three miles. Mm-hmm. It was a nice hour and a half with your family. You got sunshine. You do that seven days a week for a year, and you're gonna hit a thousand miles. You're gonna do thousand extra miles that you wouldn't have done, and it's only. You know, a short walk. Hmm. So it's it's easy to do, but I'm choosing to run it because I'm bored. Quarantine got me. And okay. But I to be plant based and do that is the goal, I guess. I guess I can do that. Yeah, it's nice. You know, mm-hmm. it's just why not? I need to. I, I think I really need to stop eating bread. I. You know what I made the other day, the other morning, last week. And my wife and I loved it. It was what so delicious, do dude. I made I made my own McGriddles. Oh, nice. Yeah, I made the sausage, mm. you know. <laughs> Just put uh, your dick between girl. two pancakes and you're like, here, bitch. Hey, her, no, I would never call her that, <laughs> you know. I, if, if I was like, hey, babe, I got a snack for you, you know. No, like, so we, um, yeah, I made that shit, dude, and it was. Uh, They're good. You know what's crazy is that you making it at home is still probably less calories than eating it from McDonald's. Really? Yeah. I, I I agree. Yeah. McDonald's uses a lot of crazy shit. Call them McChemicals. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, eating at home is. Do you still fun. do you still dabble with the McDonald's or are they? I I Satan? love McDonald's. You really? I love McDonald's. McDonald's will fuck with my stomach, but I love a a, a morning with McDonald's breakfast and some orange juice or coffee. Never been like that. I'll I'll fuck it. Uh, you would you would think, man. With this figure right here, <laughs> you know that I would be a big McDonald's fan. I'm I'm absolutely not. There's a McDonald's across the street from my gym that I don't go to on principle. And that's fucked up. Why would McDonald's be allowed to do something? They don't shit like know that? that there's a gym there. It's in like a Bullshit. warehouse. There. They don't. They don't. Really? I, I, guarantee I don't believe you. I know you love McDonald's. You gotta stop defending. <laughs> as soon as they find out that there's a gym nearby, they should fucking move that shit. <laughs> they should have been like, You guys, I'm sorry, everyone's losing no, their they jobs. Get, they get all the truckers for sure. Cause do it's they? it's in like an industrial warehouse. Cause I my gym is a stupid rock climbing gym, dude. I'm secretly white no. inside. And Me too. And so it has. They need a warehouse space because they need the height so you mm-hmm. can climb on walls. So have we gone rock climbing before? We haven't. Why have we not gone? Because I'm not gonna go. You should come. <laughs> you should do. Is it. it cool? It's fun. It's different. Do you have to wear a mask while yeah. you're climbing? Yeah. I mean, I go. I when I go running, I put a mask on. Really? When I run by people and stuff. Oh. When I climb, yeah, it's it's not as extrenuous. Extrenuous. I don't know my words today. It's not as strenuous in terms of like breathing hard. Um. But it's a necessary whatever, dude. Yeah, I don't mind. Oh. I'm so used to the mask. I prefer it. it. Makes me look like a ninja. Cool. You know what's great? Climbing walls, feeling like a ninja. Oh. It's a great time. Okay. Fucking great time. Okay. All right. Are you sold now? You want to go? I would like to try it out. I mean, I'm not going to get too high at all. You know, I have calluses. They hurt. Yeah. You should get super stoned and do it. Really? Yeah. Do you, you look, look down and you're like, really oh, kick that anxiety. Fuck. Yeah, I'm terrified of heights. I don't really? Like it. Yeah, I don't like it. Do you climb really high? 
Yes, question. What's really high? To How you? high can you climb? What's like, the highest without you've a rope? Yeah, confidently. It depends on like the terrain. Like if you asked me to get to the top, like the roof of this building, I mm-hmm. probably could. No, I mean like at that hangar eighteen place. Well, they have auto belays that you can hook yourself into like at the fair when you climb the rock Mm -hmm. they have those there so you can climb a full-size like rock face that's probably do you have to wear that shit to climb feet up no no they They... have boulders that are maybe 10 15 feet up (laughs) and they have uh crash pads that you can kind of land on so you don't hurt yourself oh but you don't have to strap yourself in there's parts where you don't have to no they don't make you do it just as a precaution no no you have to sign a waiver? Yes, obviously. Oh, okay. Obviously. Do you have to sign a waiver at Sky Zone? Oh, yeah, huh? Just in case you don't turn your ankle or something. <laughs> I mean, that's you can fuck some shit up there. <laughs> Hell, yeah, we, you can. We, we saw Tom Segura. You can fuck your shit up doing yeah, anything. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> when you least expect it and the older you get. Yeah. The older you get, the more susceptible you are to, like, injuring yourself. you should start doing your mile and a half walk. And break my leg? No, I'm saying you, you, you get the imagine? vitamin D. You're getting old, bro. It's your birthday right now. Right now, Im- basically. Imagine. Imagine. Like, I, I, it's in New York. I think my birthdays are had already happened. Yeah. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. How Thir- old are you 30, turning? 30 years old. 30? 30, 30. How does it feel? You, two, all right. Two decades. I'm out of shape. What do you give? Not even advice. You, you, you see 20 year old you. You just want to fill them in on what the next oh, 10 years looks like. Oh, I love like. this. I love this. What do you What do you tell them? Uh, 10 years from now, you're going to be sitting in, a, in an apartment with people screaming above you. <laughs> you're going to smell some bomb-ass chicken from one of your neighbors. <laughs> but it's all right, Carlos. You're going to eat later. Your wife makes enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good night. It's going to be a good night. Are you unhappy with where your life is at no. 30? No, man. No. Well, when I when I count my blessings, I'm good. You know, like I have, you know, my wife, my kid. I have a brand new car and shit like that. I have a home. I'm not living with my parents anymore. Weird flex, bro. You know, yeah, yeah. Got to throw the brand new car. Yeah, in the there. GLI baby. <laughs> dude, I've it's, never owned a new car. It's it's a mistake. <laughs> it's a mistake, dude. I, you don't know how many times I look at it where I'm like, that car's so badass. I love it and I love driving it. But eventually, it's just gonna be my car. It's just gonna be like whatever's, you know. It happens all the time. It's something new and exciting at first. And the next thing you know, this is 400 and something dollars that I that I have to pay for it now. You know, when the I next four years, uh, seven years. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, and that's because it's good that you don't drive 83 miles a month. Then you get low insurance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. It, but but, you know, I mean, it's cool to have cool things. You know, I have cool things. I have, you know, I'm my biggest thing is I'm not living with my parents. Yeah. You know. Like, my wife and I make the rules and shit, you know? Um, so it's like... So your wife makes the so rules. So my wife makes the rules <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, it, it, it's fine. You know, like, I get to do shit like this. I couldn't do shit like this living with my parents. Being, yeah. I feel like a loser, you know? I know I you... I still get to do comedy now and then, you I know? I know you w- probably wish that you'd started comedy sooner. Yes. Uh, that's one thing that I, that I would tell myself as a kid. Like, I, if, I, if I could go t- back 10 years... Like I know you think you like all of this church stuff, and you think that this is for you, but dude, you need to realize like, like you need to work for your life. Do you think twenty year twenty year old Carlos would listen to you? I would hope so. 
I would hope so. Like, where were you at 20 in the church? Were you, like, all in? Like, I was or, all or, or, or were you? Yeah, so would he, he won't. Would, if I was you jerking off into- a lot. I was jerking <laughs> off, so not necessarily not all in, you know, because you have to be, like, 100% pure. Like, you got, which is. So you could have been talked out of it. Dude. Like, by oh, yourself. Yeah. I think so. Oh, yeah. Probably, for sure. Dude, but, like, isn't, that's crazy. That's the crazy thing about the church, man, is they want you to be a virgin and not even jerk off. Like, you're not supposed to jerk off. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Like, and you can't, you have to hold up all that sexual energy until you get married. And I'm like, that's dangerous for the that's girl. very dangerous. That's a hard load right there. If you ho- if you really hold it in. Yeah, you're not even allowed to make a personality until you let dude, that Dude, you're going to kamehameha that bitch yeah. with your, you know, with your load. That's a powerful load. That's a dangerous load. I don't think that load exists. No, no absolutely I don't think not. Nobody, there, has, there, there is has a to single be, person. There has to be even the accidental ones, you know, where like you just have so much built in. Yeah. It's impossible. We're like a balloon, you know? That's it, how you talk 20 year old. You, hey, man. Hey, bro. Think listen, about you coming, bro. Yeah, hey, man. Look, listen. <laughs> you're jerking off a lot. You can keep that up. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel guilty about it just do it. it write jokes about it yeah exactly so that way you don't have to do them when you're 30 you know i would have been past all this bullshit already but not you know honestly i would i would i wouldn't talk myself out of religion you know i, I would um but you would talk yourself out of the church of the church yes for sure absolutely i'd be like you know what these people they're nice they're nice people these girls that you might be into they're not my church had some fucking baddies dude really yeah because you were you were talking about hawaiian mixed we call them hapa girls you got japanese mixed with white you got filipino and japanese girl like oh dude mixed everywhere and the Mm. girls that ended up in church were beautiful gorgeous oh wow (laughs) what a fucking temptation ground that's why we had such a successful church Oh, see, a very you. successful youth program. Yeah, I bet. I wonder why. Yeah. You guys are trying to fuck. It was. It yeah. got a little creepy sometimes, for Dude, sure. Yeah, I, when you keep suppressing it yeah, for so exactly. long, that's the kind of shit that happens. You bring out the creepy out of someone because you're you everything that you do that satisfies you. You have to do in secret now. Yeah, and so that gets built up and built up and built up to the point where you're just at this point you're doing shit you're not supposed to be doing you know instead of being like hey you have a sexual being to you just explore it and get get it over with yeah don't let it control you yeah you know like it's gonna happen you you're not gonna be able to fight it it's too strong first you're gonna make different decisions every time (laughs) jerk off before a fucking interview you know just any before you go to deposit money yeah before you go to buy something (laughs) anything like that it's always good to to get all of that shit out of your mind oh that's what i would tell myself at 20 years old i'd be like dude just get all the stupid bullshit that you're wondering about figure it out already get it out of your way you know don't worry about feeling guilty anything like like that like get all your f- stupid ass questions answered <laughs> you know answer your own stupid ass questions yeah you philosopher yeah I don't, what's weird religion creates a lot of comedians and yeah that's a story everyone a lot i was of talking I, know. To, I was talking to nick lanning about this you know just yesterday i would love to have him i'm actually i'm gonna try to have him on because we had a really good conversation about 
religion in, in the sense you know and and when he comes on because i'm pretty sure he'll come on you know like he like tell, um, him, tell him you give him five minutes at the end he'll record it for you too really <laughs> I, I i'm gonna say this he might get contact high which i'm pretty sure he already has been dude get, ah, that's dude, why he I likes think, hanging out i know he has to he had oh my god yesterday uh i'm, I'm i have to uh, i have to formally apologize to nick lanny because i blew so much marijuana smoke in his <laughs> what direction an oh my god dude we were outside we were outside he was right in front of me and i was talking to someone else you know but he jumped in and he just jumped in front of my smoke like he wanted it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he wanted this. What's that smell like? So my opinions are like, you know, so I, I have a feeling Nick has been high before. Like he will test positive for THC, <laughs> just so you know. You know, but <clears throat> I don't know. TH Carlos what, what would What would you tell 20-year-old George? How old are you? 31. You're 31 or just yeah. you're older than me. Yeah. Okay. What would you tell 20-year-old George Farido. Fucking at the. This is cliche, but to enjoy the ride. Mm. Because 20 year old me was still not lost. Like I knew that which direction I wanted to go. And I knew that I, I kind of had to pursue comedy at mm. some point. Um, I just didn't know where to start, how to start. But I was f- so focused on the future of like what I'm going to do that I didn't get to enjoy the process of anything. I didn't get to enjoy like learning how to drive stick shift on my own in the middle of like San Francisco streets. <laughs> like I didn't get to enjoy that experience because I was too busy of like, Oh, I need to do this to do this, to do this. I didn't get to be present. And so I, I, I would tell him to enjoy the ride because I don't think I learned how to enjoy something till I was like 25. Like everything was kind of going through the motions, going to work, doing this to do this. Mm-hmm. And then I <clears throat> experienced like, I think I, I had already been on stage, but I understood now like, Oh, I'm supposed to be living life and not going through the motions. So mm-hmm. to learn to enjoy the ride. I don't know how I would tell him that though. Cause I 20 year old me would not listen to me. At, at what age do you think you kind of like snapped out of it? You, you said you saw soul right yeah you see that part where that dude is in the stock room and he just snaps out of it mm. you know when the soul finally jumps into him or whatever the fuck it's called you know when they find their purpose or their yeah something. their spark their spark yeah i i don't know <laughs> if i had that um i think i was just i would let my fear control me uh. i would go to a, an open mic and then not go up because i was so afraid of going on stage i never had that you know i would sit there and i would yeah. instead i, I would talk myself out of it and be like oh i'm just checking out the mic tonight i've never had that you know what like i remember when i first went to the hideaway my plan was to just check it out you know and i ended up going up i was like i mean if i can go up i'm gonna try it you know um when i went to the the improv the first open mic i ever did my intentions to go there was to get up you know so it was like when i first started comedy i had already had the intentions of going up you know yeah, I, I think so. I was I was scared. I had no personal like accountability. You you know I think I think uh, being part of the church and being a youth leader probably helped me with that because I got rid of the the stage fright pretty quickly. Yeah, in comedy because like I mean, being embarrassed on stage that's a whole new thing. I mean I've I've had embarrassing moments on stage when I used to you know be at church and whatnot. 
you know, I had a flag fall on me once. Fuck. Yeah, while I was playing the drums. The the good old American flag. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, the American flag, they didn't try to fucking kill me. It was the Christian flag. <laughs> oh, God know? did not like what you were No, playing. I must have been jerking off too much the day before or some shit. Or before you got there. Before I got there, you know, as I woke up, you know. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Stage fright was in stage fright. Stage fright and stage embarrassment kind of didn't phase me too much. I still get scared. Like, dude, I remember when, when I, I started, um, I auditioned. Like, when I left the, the church that I that I left, um, I auditioned for a mega church to play the drums. Wow. Yeah. And it made the cut, you know. That's dope. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but I remember I, they, they, they threw me with the youth at first, with the high schoolers, and I played. And I was, like, super nervous, you know. So it was like, damn. Like, like even if you think that you shook off the straight stage fright, there's certain situations that'll freak you the fuck out. Yeah. I think it, I still have stage fright. I just mm-hmm. don't let it stop me from doing things. Yeah. Because like I said, you asked what I missed from the hideaway. I missed that anxiety right before. Mm-hmm. Like, that unsure, am I going to do well? Is this going to go? Because once you grab the mic and you get on stage, it almost doesn't matter. <laughs> like, you're already there. Get through it. It's going to be what it's going to be. But you know, you know what I like about... Um, being a comic is it's you you're the you're the one you know like you came up with your ideas you're responsible what's going on on stage you know you're driving the show it's not like you're in a band you're the drummer so you kind of have to take the back seat you don't have that much create you just create the time you know you just help us play along to you know what we're doing here like especially the i I could only under like imagine what it feels like to be like a bassist where you're like, you just just play along, man. Like, you know, <laughs> we just ride the wave, bro. When, yeah, when you want to be like, you know, with a bass or whatever the fuck, or you know, but you have to kind of just play the song. You're kind of just like, oh, this is kind of boring, you know. Um, but you're you're at the helm of other people. Yeah, you know, you have to deal with their creativeness, their ego. The the singer might be like, hey, man, that you know, this is my band, and I could not have you. I could have somebody else. I, I think for me, church was like mm-hmm. the, they were the inception of the idea of doing stand-up comedy because I was th- thrown into like a, a position where I had to uh, address the, the congregation as a whole. And we're talking like yeah. 200 kids in a cafeteria of my age and I had to entertain them. And yeah. I was never like, this is going to not go well. Cause I had a job. I had to read like certain things, but mm-hmm. I knew I could always, there would always be a second where I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to make them all laugh right here. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah, Every yeah, time. Yeah. And so that's dude. That. I've, I've had some moments dude, that I can, I can share for days, man. Yeah. Cause I used to, I used to lead worship, dude. I used to have an amazing voice, man. You do have a an amazing great voice. voice. Why have a podcast. Yeah. Dude? Thank you, man. <laughs> But, like, you're just saying that because it's about to be my birthday. But <laughs> So? <laughs> but, okay, so, honestly, like, um, I, I, w- I knew how to sing, man. In all honesty, I knew how to sing. And uh, better yet, I knew how to sing and play an instrument at the same time. Ooh, you know? That's hard. I, don't, I can't do that. There's this, there's, there was this documentary. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore, but it used to be called Hired Guns, which is about musicians who um, they're hired by, like, Alice Cooper. Like, a lot of solo acts you yeah. know or bands who are just like these i'm the band but these 
fuckers are interchangeable, you know, like nine inch nails. Right. And stuff like or that. Or like an Orianthe. Like a Billy Joel. Okay. You know, like they, they have hired guns, you know, so they hire the best musicians that they feel are acceptable for going on tour with, you know. Um, and yeah, dude, that, that, that documentary was badass, but like, what the, where the fuck was I get going at with that? We were talking about, um, the church putting us in places where you could just, you know, you were going to kill it. Like it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. It was going to be fun. Cause for me, I would always have to read yeah. right before I, I would tell them we had this thing called a, a yes card. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was explaining to the new people that that yes card is there if you want put your information there that you're interested in learning more about a relationship with jesus christ yada 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 Mm -hmm. oh okay okay so it was a it was a networking card that that's what i was explaining was there because they would get that with their um their their handout there for the church that yeah okay Uh, so i'd explain that i remember yeah and there was always for some reason some point where i would have to share an experience and i was like that's my goal i'm fine i'm no, gonna yeah, yeah. if i didn't have something i, I can make something up mm-hmm. and i think that's where i was like oh i could i could do this every time yeah yeah, yeah, just, yeah this yeah. is great i think that that that's where i started warming up to making people laugh too where i guess dude, we were like warm up for church <laughs> dude i would i would lead worship right and just before a worship song like when people were like touched people were moved you know they were in the moment and they were like feeling it, you know, like we connected them to something that they wanted to be connected to. And like, I would throw in a joke here and there and they would go along with it. And then I would bring it all together. And it was, it was beautiful, dude. Yeah. Like I don't regret, you know, go, you know, having that in my life at all, you know, but at the same time, like I should have loosened up and figured out who I was. Cause yeah. at that point I was somebody, I was, i was forcing myself to be like that which is in turn that's probably what they want they want someone who's like strongly gonna like made the decision to follow christ you you watch you watch cobra kai yeah you know the dude that sticks it out with crease because they want to be like the monster right they took it in you know that's basically what they wanted and i just couldn't do it you know yeah and and um i would love to tell myself at 20 years old be like hey man or like you're gonna this is gonna happen just let it happen Mm. you know as a matter as a matter of fact if you can let it happen early you know yeah 20 yeah that's a good that's good advice to give 20 year old me because i was definitely just sitting on my ass Mm -hmm. because i had just moved i had i'm in a city that i'd never been to before i didn't i could drive in one direction and legit just get lost because i didn't know where i was dude when i was um (laughs) <laughs> where i work i have a lot of alone time usually um i'm a trainer now so not so much anymore i have to talk to people about how that to sucks. yeah i should have <laughs> just been a regular driver yeah. you know this is stupid things that happen when you get too involved in something you know you get too involved in work and you're like all right what's next after this it's like who cares you know like make what you can make and like just focus on other shit you know progression like, is good though but i, I realize that late in life so, well. sometimes i get a lot of alone time i love when they when the company doesn't hire anybody <laughs> you know because <laughs> that means i get a lot of alone time and that's where i get all my thinking done you know and um i forgot what i was thinking <laughs> i forgot but I, I don't know it's just like yeah yeah, I can't remember. We were sorry. talking about church. I'm sorry. It's fine. Yeah. It's your podcast. It's your birthday. Your cup is empty. <laughs> you should 
pour yourself another one. Dude, I had such um, a big crush on one of the girls who played guitar on the Warship team. Oh, like, really? Big crush. She, I think I, I took her to like winter ball, maybe my sophomore year or something. I went to every, I was that student. I was a slacker, but I went to every fucking dance, every fucking um, event, every. Do you formal. know how to dance? I'm Filipino. It's kind of required. I'm not going to say <laughs> no. Okay. I can follow a beat and I, I'm i like, I would say I'm like the WB frog. <laughs> like I can dance, but I think eventually everyone may, starts making fun of me. I think <laughs> that's what happens. Because they're jealous, bro. Yeah. They don't, Thanks. they all got served. <laughs> Thanks. That's why. I can dance no. though. It's fun. And that's what I enjoyed about my high school. It's like, it was a a bunch of Filipinos that knew how to dance. So yeah. it was cool to see. It wasn't awkward. Like white people like, Oh, maybe we do this. No, this would be fun. This Filipino kids break dancing yeah. is in the sixth grade. Yeah. He's crushing it. Right. That's now. cool. It was a blast. So That's I cool. went to all of that shit, but I had a huge crush on the girl that played guitar on the warship team. And she is a huge lesbian. now. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is. And I don't mean it like <clears throat> I figured there's yeah. a lot of girls in my life that later came out that I was like, I didn't know you hadn't come out. Like, huh. I thought we all were under because it doesn't matter to me, you know? Yeah, that so, is crazy. But it, it is an interesting twist. It is, especially because um, they they felt like the they had to give you a chance because mm-hmm. you're a guy. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe this is the one that well. To be fair, Break the spell. I, I know that she had a crush on another guy when she went to the ball with me. So she had some kind of later experience. Uh, it's a very weird high school was very tumultuous for her. Huh. I mean, it happens. It, it does. Happens. I think I think it, everything is is all that shit that happens is a learning experience. And as long yeah. as you learn about yourself. Yeah, I don't regret church. You're I don't good. think I wasted do my I. time. Neither do I. Now, now looking at it, there's a lot of things that I wish I could have done with my time as a younger person. Mm-hmm. Like I had, a, I had so much freedom. Like I could have visited other states. I could have told my parents, like, "Hey, man, you know what? Uh, I have money. I have a job. I have time off. I'm gonna go visit Arizona. Yeah, just check it out. You know." And, and especially Not right now. Don't go right now. No, no. Oh, thank God you told me. <laughs> you know, but like, I mean, back then, if I were to tell myself, try to do stand up early, you know, and then with all that time, with all that, you know, freedom, basically with the money. Yeah. Like I could have done that. I was living with my parents. They I was once I turned 18, they, I became a latchkey kid, you know, like at first I wasn't. They would always worry about where I was at. But as soon as I turned 18 and I started making my own money, they were kind of like, well, Carlos, is he home? You know, mm-hmm. they would, of course, they would worry about me, but I would just tell them I'm hanging out with my cousin, which I was, which I should have, I should have been like having experiences. Yeah. You know, living life, you know, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my cousin. I had some awesome moments, but I don't have shareable experiences, you know. I don't have Tinder dates gone wrong. <laughs> I don't have, you know, we started at a club and then we ended up in a freaking mafia ring <laughs> shit happen, you know. So I I, I think, always think but I, I don't also, have those stories yeah. but I'm always wrong. Yeah. Yeah, see, like I I could have easily experienced more stuff, you know. But I did it and and it's fine, you know, cuz I experienced things that are just not interesting to people that I enjoyed. 
Yeah, I don't know. So you don't regret your time in church? Not necessarily, but at the same time, if I could snap myself out of it as like early as I could have, I would have enjoyed it in my teenage years, maybe. You know, um, but in my more adult years where I have more freedom, that's where I'd be like the snap out of it. You know, yeah. if I could be like, that's where I want to distance myself from the church. Yeah. Still believe in God, you know, like just to keep yourself sane. You know, to know that someone's watching over your life or whatever. Um, but snap yourself out of church when you can make money, when you can make decisions. Like, that's when you should start figuring yourself out, you know. Because at first, like, when you're before that, you know, when you're a teen, you're very fragile, you know. So you need to be taken care of. Yeah. People need to watch you still. Like, you're still a kid, you know. You still don't know shit. But once you start giving getting more responsibilities that's when i should have been like okay like i i should be more adventurous with this shit that we call my life you know i want to tell my future or my past self to like do comedy sooner but it was a weird time when i was 20 21 like there wasn't i shouldn't say there wasn't maybe i wasn't looking in the right place but it's i feel like now especially you know i'm gonna toot my own horn especially like with the the emergence of the buddy system there's a pretty easy outlet mm -hmm. in this area to do comedy and it and if you want to do it you got to do one google and you'll find it yeah but in like 2009 in the east bay where hip-hop and sneakerdom is is king there wasn't an, an outlet for comedy mm -hmm. and i didn't know how to start so i wouldn't know how to tell my 20 year old self to start yeah you know because like what are you telling oh just write jokes eventually you'll get to use them well yeah it's especially back then you know because maybe this was the perfect opportunity for me to start because i had i had places to start i had people to get to know right now but if i would have started when i was 21 yeah who no who was there you guys weren't there you know definitely not yeah i think definitely connecting with people i would have really i would have had a com there. i would have had a com completely different experience they than what i have sucked. now i'm gonna tell you right now they would have it would have sucked <laughs> you know i could have quit comedy already yeah <laughs> and not yet <laughs> no yeah you're, you're right man I, I i completely agree so i'm I'm not i don't regret starting at 20s what time what year that i like i think i was 28 when i started mm. when i did my first open mic i was 28 i think i was 29 when i was like hitting it hard that's and that's cool. you know so i but i, I that's was a good age to start though. i think so too like because you um you're already matured you you went through a lot of the stupid bullshit trying to make other people happy yeah you know type of thing you, you kind of already experienced what you what you were going to experience already at that point you know now you get to express as a kid yeah now now you get to use your mind to your fullest potential yeah you know after it hardens yeah 20. yeah it's kind of fucked up that it doesn't finish being developed till yeah. you're like 27 yeah so it's like it's like you before that it's like your your frontal lobe is just thinking about pussy all the time you know and your your dick is rock hard yeah. for all you know for whatever reason you know and you, when you're not taught how to manage that you become this world conqueror like alexander mm -hmm. the great yeah <laughs> yeah you you make mistakes you know you talk to the wrong people you know um and shit like that and but once you're older you realize that oh well that's just 
something you got to deal with, move it out of the way real quick. You know, it takes about three minutes. <laughs> you know, if you're focused enough, you get it out. <laughs> minute of your, and a half if you got a good grip. You know, yeah. <laughs> you 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 get it out of the way, and then your like your mind is free for useful shit. Now you can create. <laughs> now you can, yeah, 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 yeah. You smack the TV on the side. Now you got picture, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's a perfect way of putting it. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Cool. All yeah. All right. Out. We got reception now. We can see <laughs> what we wanted to watch. You know. What's one thing? In I mean, because I'm I've I've been very optimistic this whole quarantine, mm-hmm. and I think we are on an uptick. It, it's going to take a little while, but things are going to get back to a relative normal. What's one thing from comedy that you miss? Could be a venue. Could be a show. Could be a comedian. I don't know that that you are like I. That's the one thing I want to come back. The um, the community, man. For sure, I, I think, dude. The community's dead. I don't know yeah. what's <laughs> Yeah, because the, the community was, was, was like, well, honestly, it's just, um, I don't know, man. There was that, that moment that you have with the crowd when they're with you that you're like, oh, shit, this is fun. That, like, I, I can't wait to get back. But also it's like the getting off stage and just talking to your people i remember the first time i I had a good set you know at the hideaway the very first time people didn't even know me i i I think i had met jake alderon and i I talked to him at worthington's and i did pretty good at worthington's and i brought whatever i learned at worthington's to hideaway and did it better which is that's the way you were supposed to do it you know you were supposed to bring it up at worthington's meditate it overnight and then fucking perform it better at the hideaway. Yeah. You know? And then now that you bombed two nights in a row. Yeah. Welcome to the riff off. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah, write yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was perfect. I loved it. It was great. You know? So um, I'd met Jake Calderon at Worthington's. And then like, I remember I did really good for the first time at the hideaway or what I thought was really good. You know, it was probably shit, you know? <laughs> And um, so I got everyone's attention, and I made people laugh with my premise, and it, I made people laugh a lot with my premise, and it was fun. And I got off stage, and I remember Jay Calderon, uh, like, still laughing and hugging me and being like, dude, you fucking killed, dude. <laughs> and then uh, Tony Ross is Yo, my friends me. suck. Nobody hugs me yeah, after and, 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 fucking bullshit. And then, and this dude, but this was, like, the next day after meeting them, hmm. you know? And then, like, Tony Ross, like... Like, um, he's just telling me, like, dude, you need to dig deeper into that bit. Like, you know, you need to dig deeper. And I was like, dude, that's like, that's what I miss. I miss having that, you know, where, um, you know, you have the people that you like and just fist bumping afterwards. Even the ones that, like, out of respect, like, dude, you bombed, but I'm going (laughs) to fist bump you, you know i don't need those for anyone yeah. listening i don't need your i know i bombed don't you don't bump need my your fist. you don't need your pity bumps yeah. no 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 you know yeah Fuck you. yeah those hurt worse as a matter of fact just punch me in the face as a matter of fact if i bomb and you want a fist bump afterwards <laughs> i can't believe you want that bad That's energy rude. yeah That's i don't rude. think I, yeah i can't believe you want that bad <laughs> energy on your on your fist there you know what's cool is like the silverest of silver linings in this quarantine is it kind of feels like that 
two year gap in anime where like you know all you meet all the kids and they you introduce to their powers they go to school and then mm-hmm. there's a a time skip where everyone suddenly grows up everyone learns these new skills everyone gets to work on their their craft more mm-hmm. and never it's like summer break everyone gets back to school and it's like oh what yeah. have you been up to <laughs> how, yeah. how, how much better are you now because i mean how many comics show up to joe's mic a good amount now but like a good amount 15? now yeah 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 i would say 10 to 15 so there's 15 people that know what the each other is up to and it's like when everything else gets started it's gonna be like oh what are you what have you been doing what's what's going on i'm so excited dude it's gonna be i think i i hope still to this day that like everyone makes it you know to that point that we're normal again because it's gonna be such a fun ass party like it's gonna be so much fun to see everyone again yeah uh everyone that survived that shit just go out and get up and have fun with each other afterwards you know i miss it doing comedy to do comedy is what i miss yeah you know to not because there's a show or because i want to get on a show but having a thought writing it down going oh, that's funny and then saying it to yourself 30 times and then doing it and it is funny mm-hmm. like that that's that's comedy and it do almost have, i don't need other people do you have any goals for 2021 besides run a thousand miles yeah besides that stupid bullshit <laughs> <laughs> i agree it's dumb. yeah yeah besides that crazy ass very healthy for your <laughs> entire life decision i mean like do you have any personal goals that you got you know working on for 2021 um be more creative i'm doing all right so far i try to i i write every day or i draw every day i do something uh creative every day now and just continuing that i think is what i want to do because it puts me in a a space where i'm i'm more receptive to ideas you know i hope you take this as a compliment and i think this is why i like having you on my podcast you remind me a lot of mike shinoda (laughs) why yeah because you um I would say that you're multi-talented. Do you believe me? Okay, I could see how I would appear multi-talented. Like you have, you're you're running a lot of tasks at once. Mm. You know, podcast. Um, you say you you do art. You know, comedy and and all that. You play video games and all that stuff. That's also takes up time to to master as well to be good at video games. <clears throat> and um, Mike Shinoda, you know he's on stage he does like 40 million things at <laughs> once you know he raps he sings i get bored he harmonizes he plays the guitar the keys the bass here and there you know he, he'll slap some drum pads and stuff like that it's like he's all over the place i don't think there's a problem being a jack of all trades because i think that's just part of the journey you know you can be a jack of all trades but ultimately you want to be the king or arguably the ace of something yeah you know and eventually that's gonna happen i'm just trying like i said i get bored like i go running yeah but that gets boring so i go rock climbing instead or i I just lose interest yeah and i try to keep interest on the things that are supposed to be good for me after 30 Mm -hmm. because uh i feel like shit really (laughs) after i started eating my regular quote-unquote regular diet yeah yeah, i feel it uh, is is it expensive to eat vegetarian no 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 a lot of beans a lot of tortillas a lot of rice you can eat tortillas yeah yeah, yeah. it's plant i'm eating plant-based which means my meat is it's once if that maybe once a week would you try all meat 
all meat? Yeah. Probably not. The carnivore diet? I get pretty over it pretty quick. That's why. You don't get over vegetables and plant-based stuff? But I, there's variety. You know, I can eat all Tuesday. I can have just refried beans and rice. I can do that. That's mm-hmm. fine. But with all meat, it's like I'm going to have a ribeye. I'm going to have a New York. I'm going to, like, it's. I, I, you can have ground beef. Yeah. But I. Can I like you eat touch, chicken? Can texture. you. No, because it's all beef, right? No, it's the carnivore diet. The carnivore is just all meat. You could have chicken. You could have, um, you could have shrimp. You could have lobster. You could have crab legs. You can have, um, what else? Fish. You know, you can have steak. I ate for maybe the first week of December. I ate a lot of bean and rice burritos. Mm. Um, no cheese. No, no cheese. I ate a lot of refried beans. I, I ended up making like burritos with like fajita mixes in it and tofu and, and different shit but lettuce. if you go all meat like okay my my question is like you you would go like um plant-based right why wouldn't you try all meat see which one's better because what if what if all meat is better than, than plant-based would you do it's that harder for me to because i like to create like make in bulk mm. and if i'm making meat i don't want to eat a well-done steak and so if i'm going to pre-make my food like if i'm gonna meal prep or something i'm gonna microwave it if i microwave the steak it's gonna come out well done mm. if i'm gonna eat meat that means i have to cook mm. and i don't like the mess so mm. it's the the chore i would say a lot of salads um i don't eat that i didn't eat that many salads really, really? no a lot of like um like bowls a lot of rice lettuce beans Corn. Corn. Um, I, I mean, maybe once a week again, I'd have something. Maybe my girlfriend wanted to go to In-N-Out or something. I'd have a burger, but that would be like the only meat that I really ate. That's like the cheap meal. Yeah, I, I try not to look at it either. I'm very gluttonous with my food. It's a drug <laughs> to me. Like if I look at it that way, it becomes this chore. And it's. I just wanted to see if I could maintain the lifestyle I needed to on significantly less animal products did you know that stater brothers has a cheesecake platter yeah that's dude, the shit, so dude. costco has one too it's you should so get that good. one that one's huge i don't need something huge. i mean the one that i got was huge i still have a couple pieces and shit you know <laughs> like that and i bought that shit like two weeks ago yeah like like i seriously like they got me dude like i was standing in line are they the bites no, they're the full slices. You nice. You know, um, so I was I was standing in line, and you know the ref- refrigerator that's closest to like one of the lines. That's where they had the cheesecake, <laughs> and I was just like looking at. I swear to God, for I was like, "Nah, you shouldn't do it." And I looked away, and I was just like, "You'll make the wife really happy." Yeah. And I was like, "And you'll be really happy, like when you get stoned and you go back into the house." You know. You think and think about this. You're watching if, something. If you're you, like cheesecake. If you bought that cheesecake and you were already walking three extra miles a day, you wouldn't feel as bad about it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I ate two pieces of cheesecake one night, man, and I felt great, dude. I'll eat. No, it I for- felt I felt horrible <laughs> afterwards. I swear to God, dude, I, I I slept in until like ten or some shit, like nine or ten, and I felt horrible. <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, that that's that's definitely one of the things that I need to work on on 2021. But one of the things that I really want to do, I really want to do this in 2021, um, and I might have to get the COVID vaccine to do it. Now, 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 thinking of it, is I I I really need to go to another state and do comedy in another state. 
that's that's my goal in 2021 i have to do that shit i think you might be able to right like around october you might be able to take a week yeah go to like denver okay. or something i i, I, I do think to. things are gonna start turning around i mean, I mean here's here's the question okay so that's my goal in 2021 i want to go to another state and do comedy in an, at a bar i don't give a fuck i don't care if there's three people in the room i don't i don't care you know, but I definitely want to go to another state and do comedy. That's my goal for 2021. I'm, I have to do it. Are you in? I'm down. All right. Fuck yeah, dude. All right. Dude, I'll, we, I say this on every other podcast I'm on, but I drove to Colorado to do comedy in Denver because that was, like, we drove through states to do comedy in yeah. another state. Yeah. So I'm down, dude. Let's do it. Let's Me, go, you, Frankie, Frankie. Let's go to Oregon. Frankie, Oi. really? I heard Oregon is not really cool. Then we'll skip it and go to Washington. I'm, yeah, I'm fine driving. I was, I was thinking, state. I was thinking Austin. Obviously, that's be, that's gonna become a mecca comedy because Rogan and all that shit. Maybe you know, maybe you know, maybe. I, if the comedy store opens up, I'm pretty sure they're gonna come back. Then, I mean, know? they all have they have the means to come back. It's yeah. not a problem. Yeah. Wouldn't it be but nice? They're gonna come back and they're gonna be like, "I'm sorry, who do we have to bump? We have to bump the buddy system on." A- <laughs> yeah, sorry, you left. Yeah, don't sleep. I'm uh. excited. I'm very excited for comedy. Where it's gonna be? Where it, I I think it's more important than ever. Mm-hmm. You know, the too too much dumb people are allowed to get away with their dumb. <laughs> and Dude, it honestly like get, at least being able to get up once a week. It's been worth it. It's been so much fun. Uh, especially on the times where I, where I I come up with something where I'm like, oh man, I can't believe I thought of that shit, and and I'll come up with shit on the spot, you know. Um, dude, that's there's nothing better than that. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> there isn't. You chase the dragon. It happens one time, and you try to recreate it. Yeah. For the next fifty-two weeks. Yeah. Um. Dude. R.I.P. Um. Dave McNary, dude. I know. Oh, it's crazy. You got to do a show a couple times, right? Yeah. Now you're gonna have to actually try to get to the ice house. I know, right, dude? He <laughs> actually he he booked me right before the pandemic hit. Like, I swear to God, dude, it was the week that they closed. That's down. so sad. He's he's like a yeah. thankless hero. Comics are gonna know his name, but dude, he's I, responsible for a lot. I I remember. Um, made me sad, dude. I remember when the pandemic first started. I had told him, I was like, "Be safe," you know, because it's like this shit is getting old people yeah you're old as fuck yeah. you know but that's not even what got him he got a, he had a stroke right yeah i think so, so that's Poor that's guy. what i had heard <sighs> yeah and he gave me my first spot at the ice house yeah i, I, w- I would have loved to it was through dave mcnary that i got to do any time on the main stage yeah like it so it was very you got to do the main stage yeah yeah yeah. i don't even remember what show it was but somebody didn't show up and they went over to the annex and they were like hey dave we need someone to open and he was like hey george come here i was like oh fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) when you do the main stage do you get to use the green room i didn't i felt i because they were like okay we'll just go on in in 10 minutes and so i just waited at the bar by stage two yeah. and, and then i just went straight to the thing like, that's crazy how i know the layout dude. yeah so i felt cool. i didn't i didn't want to 
and I didn't want anyone to know that I didn't know where the green room was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just hung out at the bar. I just went over my notes. I was like, I'm just going to do what I just did over yeah. there, but yeah. better. And it was, You got to do two sets at great. the ice yeah. house? Yeah, it was what? cool. It was super cool. It was super, super cool. jealous. Yeah. But the, the headline, I don't even know who the headliner was because the headliner was late. So there was no headliner. There was no opener, but they yeah. had everyone seated. So yeah. <laughs> they had to have someone perform. Yeah. So I just got lucky. How was it? It was great. It was great. But beca- it was because of Dave McNary. And yeah. it's like, so when he, he passed away, I was like, oh, wow, that sucks. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that hurts. You know like, who was happy real. about it? You know who was happy about it? Nick Lanning. <laughs> He was ecstatic. He was like, maybe some, maybe now I can get there. I felt, yeah. I felt bad, dude. Dude, I'll, I'll tell you the the scenario that that Nick Lanny was presented with, and he still didn't get the audition for whatever reason. I thought he crushed the audition. I thought he got it before I did. You know, like when we got the email. Like I got the email that I was going to do either the 15th or the 22nd, which if I would have chose the 22nd, it would have been me, you, and Aaron. That would have been dope. That would have been awesome. But my dumbass was like, the yeah, sooner the, the better. The one show the I went the better. that was like yeah. primarily IE Comics, that was a fucking banger, dude. That dude, was a great time. That was you. I mean, that was uh, Aaron. I want to say Aaron, Aaron Joe, Frankie, Frankie, Hector. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I made a flyer for that. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that yeah. was a good time. See, <laughs> so so on that lineup, it was gonna be me. It, it would have been if I would have thought smart. If I would have talked to you guys real quick, <laughs> if I would have been like, "Hey, Aaron, like, what date? What date did um did um Dave give you a date? And if he did, what dates did he give you?" And he would have said twenty second. I was like, "Oh, dude, he offered me twenty second. Then it would have been me, you, and Aaron. That would have been fun. That would have been so much fun. But instead, I was like, the quicker, the better. And I was, I almost tasted the Ice House stage. <laughs> I was so close, you know? I, so, to be fair, more times than not, I have, I don't have good sets at the Ice House. Really? Yeah. Dude, I was, I was, I was ready, man. I, I was excited. My wife was going to come see me. I had some coworkers who were like, like, they, they, they went out to Placida once. You know, and I hung out with them for a little bit, you know, but I had to work the next day so I couldn't chill too much. But um, they were committed. They were like, we're going to go see you at the Ice House. Like, we like you that much. Like, as a person. It's but, also a real place. Yeah. It's not like that's some what I, bar downtown. I know. I, 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 that the whole time I was like, dude, it was the week of. It was the week of. I was in L.A. with Frankie because Frankie, you know, which he's consider like you know arguably my best one of my best friends in a comedy you know he was in la so he knew the spots so i was like i'm gonna go hang out with my best friend frankie we're gonna do comedy in la i'm gonna prep for the ice house i'm gonna have a good set at the ice house you know that's what i miss i think is, yeah is having a show on saturday and knowing that whole week you're sharpening yeah you're just you're dude, sharpening I was, your I was, tools you're like this is gonna fucking dude. this is gonna be great Oh, I went to the riff off, you know, after going to L.A. and doing a couple spots and hanging out at the comedy store. Nice. I got to hang out at the comedy store with Frankie, my best friend, you know. And, um, yeah, dude. And then uh, that the next night I was like, I'm going to go to the riff off, you know, just in case someone throws a little curveball at me. I'm going to yeah, be gotta ready. You got to know you're ready. Yeah, just so I can just throw some shit out there, you know. And I had a good time. I was hanging out with you guys. But in all this time, 
there's the talk of the whole coronavirus and we're like oh shit like people they're you don't want to talk down. about it because you don't want to scare it away <laughs> yeah exactly so we were hanging out i go home i open my laptop i go through my set and i get the i get the facebook message from dave hey um i ice house is closed um i'll give you a, a certain date uh, i'll give you another date soon and i was like all right uh, a few days go by. Hey, the ice house is closed indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. Yeah, we. I don't know if I can ever yeah. get you up. So I'm like, fuck. But Dave was so nice about it. My my. You know? I think Dave is responsible for my. I think I made it moment because he was he, for as long as I knew him, would send you. He would print you a stack of flyers and he would send them to your home. And so I got a manila envelope with eight and a half by 11s and five by sevens of the flyer. The image is, it wasn't fancy, but I have them sent I, directly I, to my house. I still have them in my, in my backpack. And I have, dude, I remember cause if you stayed for the audition, if you stayed afterwards and you listened to his advice, whether he passed you or not, not passed you, but whether he, you know, approved you to be on a show or not, you know, he would stack. He would he would give you a stack of flyers. He'd be like, "All right, you're doing April fifteenth. Yeah, you're doing this, this, and that." And um, I I drove, I drove. No, 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 no. I went. I came with Aaron. There you go. Aaron drove. It was me, Aaron, Nick, Lanny, and uh, one of Aaron's friends. You know. And so, if you have a, if you get a, if you get a ride with someone, if they say, "Hey, we're leaving. We're leaving." yeah you know <laughs> so i didn't stay and talk to dave so i was like is that gonna affect my ability to get the show like does he want to talk to people or some shit um but then he emails me and he says hey do you want the 15th or the 22nd you know um but if you're there he'll give you the stack of and i remember um i i, I was like dude it's so close to the, the show and i don't have my stack of tickets you know so I had remembered uh, Tim Red had mentioned that they gave him the wrong stack. Mm. Like he was going to do the week before and they gave him the 15th. And I was <laughs> like, dude, that's so I hit up Tim Red. I was like, hey, bro, are you going to go to the hideaway anytime soon? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go on Tuesday. I was like, hey, man, um, if you bring me the tickets, I'll buy you a beer because um, I didn't see Dave. He gave me the 15th and the tickets aren't still not here, you know. And then Tim Red didn't go to the hideaway. So I was like, fuck, you know, <laughs> but I, I can't get mad at him, you know. Um, and then that probably like two weeks before the show, I get the tickets, man. Nice. I get them in the in the folder and I'm like, oh, I show my wife. We put one on the fridge, you know, you know, where it has the little line to put your name. I put my name on there. I was like, OK, <laughs> I'm going to put my name on a few. I'm going to give some to the coworkers and stuff like that. So they know like, hey, man, this shit is happening. Yeah. You know, and then the fucking pandemic hurt, hit, you know, and not only that, the pandemic had already hit, you know, it had already touched base on California. Um, you were just hoping to skate right by right yes, at the edge. <laughs> I was hoping that they, they kind of didn't try to close down so quickly, you know, um, but as soon as we, me, Frank, me and Frankie were at the, at the comedy store in the, in the patio area. 
and then and we try to sneak in i'm sorry <laughs> we try to sneak in we got caught you know we we left <laughs> you know we went back to the patio area and on tv i remember dude oh it was so crazy sam tripley was hanging out and then brad williams got just got off stage and he was just hanging out in the patio area but i remember sam tripley was eating sushi and he was looking at the at the tv screen and it said that the nba had had um you know postponed all games yeah basically they were done because of the pandemic and then that's when i was like fuck well my show's really small i don't think they're gonna <laughs> right. close because you know because because they went from hey don't gather more than 250 people per room so i was like there's <laughs> they couldn't stuff 250 people they couldn't even stuff 60 people <laughs> in that room you know so i was like i think i'm safe you know but the show is also bullshit you know it's a bunch of open micers that auditioned you know so it's easy to the, for them to be like oh we're going through a pandemic right now let's just close it down this is not worth the risk you know yeah. who are these fuckers there ain't no headliners on this shit you know so i was scared and i was nervous that they were going to close it down and i was like I, just every day i was skating by just all right here we go we're still on it seems like we're still on and then um s right after i post this one thing like the nba had canceled their season right after i posted it i posted on instagram hey there isn't gonna be any basketball to watch so come out to the ice house (laughs) and check it out and then as soon as i fucking posted that shit it was canceled it was canceled but that's the way that's that's life dude like i'm not gonna go ahead and sit here and be like hey i deserve that Maybe this happened for a reason for me to persevere harder. Yeah. Who knows? You could have bombed so hard you quit comedy that day, you know? I don't think that was going to happen. <laughs> you know? You I don't, don't know. You're, you're probably right, you know? But at the same time, I, I, I think I think everything might be a learning experience, you know? That's a healthy way to look at that. You know? I mean, I obviously did, like... um. I did feel the, the, the impact of me not being able to do the ice house and it obviously did suck, you know, and I'll bring it up with the wife as well. I don't know why I'm out of breath. <laughs> you know, I had a whole Papa John's pizza like a day ago and shit. I ran a 5k today. Did you? I did. You don't have trouble breathing right now. No. You know, it's I've, good. I need to get healthy. When I go up the stairs to get to my place. I'm out of breath. You're huffing and puffing? For sure. Could you imagine me? You probably take a break halfway. You got to take a break halfway, huh? I've seen a a bitch do that shit once. Dude, she was so big. (laughs) She was so big. So, like, where I used to work, I used to work on, like, the offices that we would work would be on the top floor. So, you would have to walk upstairs and shit like that. She would literally, like, this bitch was so big. She was so fat. She she would buy a big-ass bag of Mexican candy, and she would never offer it to anybody. You would just see her working, and then it's just a big ass bag of candy next to her. I'm like, oh my god, this chick is addicted. You That's know? me, dude. But yeah, like <laughs> I used to. There was a because um, I used to um, work IT, so I I would look at their cams. I would look at the cameras, <laughs> and there was a camera that would point right at the cat <laughs> the stairs. So I would watch her, and I'm like, look, this is. This is where she would stop, like mid stairs. Like she takes like three steps, and then she fucking takes a break. 
There's your time. Dude, I would tell I would call coworkers close by and be like, you gotta see this shit. <laughs> well, look at how fat this lady is. It was so mean, but at the same time it was like, dude, like that's what happens when you completely let yourself go, you know? Yeah. That's why I had to run today. Yeah. I'm thirty one. And dude. I should start. Or at least walk. Th- this might be the year. Why not? I remember before um I found out that my wife and I were having a baby. Um, dude, I was fit, man. I was fit. Like I was I was I was thinning out. My uh face was looking thinner. I was going to the UFC gym and I was working out like at minimum four times a week, just crushing it, taking classes, sweating like crazy. How would you fit? I was eating healthy. Fitness into your dad life now. What would you have to do? I could do it. Wake I up could, in the morning. Maybe? No, I can. There's there's ways I can do it. It's not an impossibility, you know. Especially since comedy's not a thing. I just have to really want to work out, mm-hmm. you know. I do think you go up what once a week. Yeah, I see you pop up randomly in like stories and shit. Yeah, I'll be I'll be. Uh, usually it's once for now. Consistently speaking, is once a week. Mm-hmm. Everyone, every now and then, I'll, I'll, and I'm, I'm talking about really rare. I'll go to LA, you know, uh, Gardena. I've, I've only done it twice, honestly. I miss those drives, those going long, to going to another city and a mic you've never been to before. Yeah, maybe bombing. Nobody knows you. That's the best part. You bomb. Nobody knows. Who I'm gonna try to go to San Diego soon because I know, um, uh, Phil Oberbeck and um, Sammy uh, can too. Sammy actually told me because he featured uh, at Joe's mic once, and that was the only time he showed up. Um, and we were hanging out because <clears throat> Sammy is the nicest guy, and he was telling me like, "Hey man, if you if you come to to Muretta, um, we'll drive the rest of the way. We can meet up in Muretta, and we'll, we're gonna go anyways. So if you want to ride on ride along with us, go ahead. You know. So I'm just waiting for the opportunity for them just to drive yourself, bro. Bring a blunt. It's a good drive. Nah, uh, I drive stick shift, man. I don't know Me too. I, oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Do you once have, you do, once you get on that 15, that stretch, you're good. Just a little spark that bitch. You think hang so? out for an hour. Yeah, that drive is, those are, I miss those all the time. Every time do I'm it. on the freeway. How about we, how about we both go? I'm down. When? Okay. When are they, we'll talk about that. We don't have to live produce this podcast. Yeah, we don't have to, <laughs> we don't have to commit <laughs> via pad but yeah, podcast. I'm down. I am down. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll 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 get in contact with Sammy Cantu and and Phil Overbeck to know where the spots are at, and we'll make a day out of it. You let the, I don't like talking to people. You don't. Like, I'll talk. to <laughs> I them. don't want people to know I'm gonna go. I don't want to like because then my friends are gonna want to go, and I don't want to drive them. I don't want to supply them weed. I don't like most of my friends. So well, you already know I'm. <laughs> I'll supply weed for sure. You know. Yeah, you came out with weight over here. Gas money. Oh yeah, I brought <laughs> I, I brought the whole setup up in this bitch. You know. But I'll, I'm totally down. I'll set it up. Okay. You know. Let me know. Send me, send me some, some uh, screenshots and graphics. I don't know what San Diego looks like. I did. Neither do I. I've done San Diego twice. The second time I got the quote unquote headline, which means I just did the most time at the end. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> How much time? Forty-five minutes. Really. Yeah. Fun. Forty-five. I think I did like an hour. I'm really right. yeah <laughs> did you have I, material I, I had 45 minutes of material nice um but then like the dude disappeared mm-hmm. and i'm like he's he hasn't been back for a little while oh <laughs> so the dude I that stretched. was hosting 
Yeah, the dude that was supposed to give me the light, like he was yeah. paying all. Well, I don't know if who was getting paid. I was getting paid, but like he disappeared, and I Yo. was like, I'll just stretch till you get back. I guess. Yo, oh, okay. I have a question. How do you deal when you if you run out of material mid set? I don't know. Do you just get off stage? I mean, in that. Okay, I can only speak from like what happened. So like in that where I was booked for 45, he probably disappeared at 30. Mm-hmm. And so once I got to like my last leg, I knew that there was going to be probably like it's two or three chunks, decent jokes. I'm going to close on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't seen him yet. So at that point I started stretching. I started reaching for material that I had been working on that wasn't part of the set uh-huh. or I was interacting with the crowd. Um, but I, I I didn't just get off. If it, if I'm at a mic, that's different. If I if I'm, you know, for a book for five minutes and then, you know last minute of the coast is like you want to do seven, I'll probably do seven. But I know I have five ready. Mm. Like, but if I run out and then you want me to stretch, I'll probably just get off. Yeah. Like I I, I only came for five. Like I mm-hmm. have here's five. But at a show where it's like, I have to wait for the guy to come back. I don't really have a choice. Last last night was so weird. Why? Because people were not doing their time. Getting off early? Getting off way early. I can see that. Way but if early. you know, again, was, I wouldn't be getting off early. If I have five minutes, no, I'm going to come do that five. You know, I'm not going to do three <clears> minutes and be like, this isn't going well. If I had to We're going to be uncomfortable together, yeah, fuckers. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what I did. You know what? I ended my set last night with just like looking up, like with my eyes closed. And I was just like, everything's going to be okay. You know, we're all just like, this is, this is for you, Carlos. Like you need to, I think that's a secret. You it's, need to pay attention to what just happened. We need the audience, happened. but it's not for them. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> it's isn't not that crazy? Them. But it was like so many people, but I stuck it out to the end where I was just like, you know what? Like I paid $5 for this shit. Yeah. Like they're, if they didn't want to be here, they shouldn't have showed up, you know? And I'm not always going to be great. This is going to be terrible a lot, dude. This is the beginning stage of comedy, you know. But there was a, there was a few people who were just like, "Nope, I'm out," you know. Like, yeah, I'm- like um, there was this one dude who who just started doing comedy, like not, like he started doing comedy at Joe's mic, nice, you know. And um, I don't know too much about him, but he literally said three things and he got off stage. Like he started talking to the crowd a little bit. Because he doesn't want to write material, I guess. And then Johnny Gold beforehand, you know, Johnny Gold will just go off the cuff a lot. <clears throat> so he pointed at him and he was like, you look like you don't have any personality, you know. And so we, since we've seen him a few times, we were like, we laughed, you know. So when the dude got on stage, he was like, you know what, I'm going to go get a personality. He put the mic back on the stand and he walked out like he literally did not even a minute of stage time Mm. and people chased after him because people were like is he okay you know because we don't know if it really bullied him into quitting yeah (laughs) fucking assholes (laughs) apparently he's all right i mean i never said anything to the guy when i go on stage i don't even acknowledge i try not to even acknowledge the crowd you know, if they're reacting and they're laughing with me, then I'm I ride the wave. Yeah. You know, but I don't necessarily go like, "Hey, you, hey, fuck, <laughs> look at you, you look like a," you know. I don't I don't really involve the crowd. I mean, I tried last week 
or I tried yesterday, I mean, and um, it didn't turn out really well, but the set was already going really bad anyways, <laughs> you know, so I might, I might as well have just tried <laughs> Might shit. as well do a barrel roll while this thing crashes. I mean, why not, you know, <laughs> right? I mean, um, and that's another perspective that, that I have as well, too, is like I... Um, I would get I would conform to doing my old shit a lot when I'm like, all right, I'm not doing so well. Uh, time to bring the old shit. And then I was like, well, like, what did you come out here to do to create stuff? You know, so I was like, you're going to bomb with your old shit. You might as well just bomb with your new shit. You know, just get out there and say it. You know, eventually you're going to come out and you're going to bring something, you know, and it doesn't matter who sees it you're learning there's no next stage after this it's all canceled yeah so it's like just figure out what i you mean realistically yeah and since we did watch soul there is no next stage after this there right. is only this you right know? there's no there's no water we're in the ocean like, yeah so trying to explain that perspective to a younger you is i would say borderline impossible <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but but it also, it's not, we shouldn't be like, hey, man, I wish I could have told myself back in the day. Like, you, you are where you're at right now for a reason. I'm fucking stoner. Huh? You stoner. Oh, <laughs> unbelievably. Bro. Bro, man. Maybe things happen for, like, a reason. Yeah, dude, I mean, maybe the world revolves not around us. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think that the world is a circle yeah. and life is like a circle? Yeah, even though the world might be flat. Do you think the world <laughs> is flat, bro? <laughs> the moon is round. There's, there's this guy that I always get into conspiracy talk with at work, and um, his car just broke down, and I he lives literally, like, a few blocks away from here. So I started giving him a ride. I love this guy so much. <laughs> Shout out to Jose Vega. All right. Because I love this man so much because like I'll pick him up and we seriously will have the dopest conversations. You know, I like like I, I want to get him on the podcast so much, but he needs to get his girl to trust him. You know, he really needs to get his girl <laughs> you gotta to trust him. You got to bring your setup to his house. Dude, I was thinking that, dude, because like he has. Or have him call in on a Zoom. Dude, I, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm I'm probably going to end up just going to his house with this fucking recorder. And that's yeah, it. This is dope. It's a good setup. You know, like, I don't need to do all this f for him, like, because we have pretty dope ass conversations. Like, I, I love talking to him so much that he, he'll offer me gas money and I won't take it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, you realize that we talk good shit when we're on the road, right? You know? Um, so shout out to that guy. I don't know. <laughs> what's his what's his Instagram? I feel like he needs that kind of shout out. He doesn't have an Instagram because that's how they track you, bro. Mm -hmm. Your social media. Yeah, yeah. He is like the conspiracy theories that we talk about. The he has like he's been to, to jail, you know, for most of his life, I think. So that's how you know my job doesn't give a fuck you know like i went to school i graduated i'm a knowledgeable person i know my way around a computer and shit your best friend's a criminal my best friend's a criminal wait which one who are you talking about your, your best work friend oh this dude that yeah yeah and he me and him have the same position <laughs> he's also a trainer <laughs> so it's like dude that's how you know it's like the, if you need work for just fucking look for it like you know so a lot of people are unemployed right now 
you know i'm unemployed but for non-covid reasons the water heater at my restaurant started spitting fire so oh is that the the chicken place (laughs) yeah 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 it's closed down now for now (laughs) there was just like smoke that started going and then we looked and the water heater was like (laughs) with fire just out the bottom like oh this isn't safe (laughs) wow how long until they fix that shit i don't know would you ever go back to working at warehouses and shit probably not would you ever work at the warehouse that I work at? Probably not. No? No. I'm past warehouse. The warehouses was like my entry into the world. I learned how to like shut the fuck up and do my job. Don't complain. Just do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, But what if you were allowed to kind of fuck around in between? Probably not. No? no. Damn. It's too monotonous. I need. What if I was there with you? I'd probably be just bored with you, dude. Really? I'm not <laughs> bored. I actually, I talk so much shit, you know. <laughs> And uh, I don't know. It's 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 good income. I, don't know. I guess I I'm never, not trying to recruit you or anything. I've but. never. Most of my warehouse jobs have been very solitary, like an order picker, or I'd have to. I'd be the single dude unloading trucks. Yeah. Or when I was on delivery, I had a eight, a six pallet truck, so I was delivering by myself. Yeah, and order so. picker is is a very, a very lonely yeah. position. You're you're basically. You're, yeah you're just a cog you're on your machine. own you're, you're basically what a computer can do but basically what a computer should do yeah yeah you're very programmed and i didn't like it so I, i'm yeah. not built for where i'm built to interact with people yeah even though yeah. i don't enjoy it i'm good at it so you know what like in, in the situation that i'm presenting with i i still find a way to interact with some people <laughs> you know I find a way. Like, either I stop people and it it gets me in trouble and I'm like, hey, man, I still get a lot of work done, though, you know? (laughs) Like, that's that's one thing that they've never been... Dude, I I got into an accident. I I fucking crashed into another forklift, you know? They drug tested me and they let me keep my job, (laughs) you know? Like, because that's how productive I was. Like, my my, um, supervisor or my manager had told me like you know we're keeping you just because like you do a lot of work you know but yet in between i'm able to find ways to fuck around you know i'm not dangerous about (laughs) it you know but i'm i'm always like telling people like i'm having deep ass conversations with people in between you know yeah i get the work shit out of the way and i'm like all right time to interact and distract this person for a little bit you know so, I mean, you do that in food service as a server, as a bartender. You know, you kind of you're there to distract. It is kind of a show, and that's probably why I wouldn't go back to a warehouse because every table is kind of a little bit of a show. I definitely have a, a repertoire of jokes that yeah. I cycle through uh, to give them a good experience. Because when you laugh, it's a positive experience. Whether you, your food came, you out ever run or not. run material behind no. people? No, 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 no. I don't need their fucking opinion. I know what's funny. Really? <laughs> I've run material. I definitely uh, well, have you ever done material that you know works around them? I've done my material for the restaurant. Yeah. I've never done my stand up at work though. Yeah. I I I have. I was like I remember once where I was like, dude, I'm not getting up. But I have this story that I like you know, have repeated a few times. I'm gonna see if I can repeat it in front of these fuckers and, and see if I can make them laugh. Because on Mondays it's really cool. Like, it, it's too much to explain. But on Mondays, it's overlapping shifts, mm-hmm. you know? So it'll be third shift with the first shift. And for, they have so many people on first shift. So third shift kind of just has to clean. 
<laughs> on 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 Mondays, mm-hmm. we literally go outside into the parking lot and sweep for like eighteen dollars an hour and shit, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> so we'll talk shit, you know. Um. So so yeah, like you get to, I get to talk to like a group of guys, and I'll I'll you know I want to be funny around them, and they all know I'm a comedian too. So. Like I'll, I'll throw some bits at them because I'm like they're probably not gonna show up at an open mic, especially with a pandemic going on. So I might as well work some shit out in front of them, you know. Yeah. So I I've I've used them before. Fuck it. I just don't like. Yeah. I don't know. I for me it's a separation of church and state. That's that's but that's the way I'm I'm developing in a sense. You I know. Guess. Yeah. You I know because I'm like where else am I gonna work out? But if I was doing. If I was doing three to four mics on oh a week, I wouldn't have to run it by my coworkers. That's fair. You know. Yeah. So. But I guess my interaction, especially like as a server or bartender, most I don't necessarily have to interact with my coworkers, but I do have to interact with the people. Mm-hmm. So the material that I do develop in that space is specifically for that space. If that makes sense. There's a lot of weed here. <laughs> Would you like to smoke some more? Yeah, absolutely. I'm stone cold sober right now, despite how our conversation is going. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, what was I saying? There's no way you're stone cold, cold I'm sober. pretty sober now. Yeah, Do you I want was, more whiskey? Do you want more? Throw some ice in this bitch. Give me a little bit. There's a lot of beer in here. I don't even remember what I was talking about, despite me saying... I totally just grabbed the ice with my hand. Is that okay? (laughs) It's like Frankie's joke, you know? You don't have gloves. I know this ice is going to be good. Me and my girlfriend quote that joke. Really? Regularly, yeah. That's how you know he has a good joke. It's a good joke. Yeah, it's a great joke. (laughs) Frankie has told me that he's quoted quoted my bus joke. (laughs) He told me that he told either his mom or both of his parents. I don't remember. But he told his as uh, his own joke. No, he was just telling him like, "Hey, this this friend that I have has this joke or some shit like oh. that," and and that they laughed. So it was like, "Damn, dude! Like I have a joke that will make Frankie's parents laugh." Fuck it, I'm gonna serve myself. <laughs> yeah, some I don't know why whiskey. you're leaving yourself an empty cup yeah. there. Silly. It's goose. my birthday tomorrow, it baby. It's your birthday. To, it's your birth month, bro. If you're a white girl, you should have been celebrating for a week already. Oh, I know. I tried. <laughs> I honestly tried. I had told my wife, I was like, hey, you can't get mad at me for shit this week. And it didn't work out. <laughs> Turns out I have to do the dishes more often. And I will because I'm a good husband. All right. Are you, though? Are you? I try to be, man. That's all you can ask. I want to be a, a good husband and a good uh, uh, good father. As long as, honestly, as long as I provide for my family, that should be enough. But there's this all all this emotional stuff that I have to also do, you know, which is fine. You know, I'll figure it out. I'm old enough to figure shit out, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I've been figuring shit (laughs) out. Yeah, I've been figuring shit out for too long, and I think I just, I'm bored again. That's, I think, where my itch for comedy is coming from. I'm just bored. Yeah. But you're good at it. Like, you need to, you have the stage presence. We'll see. You I have mean, the imagination. We'll see. I don't though. Here, here. <laughs> oh, I got something. How did you have a, a Disneyland season pass? Yes. How do you feel that them canceling? It, it makes sense, but I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Do you think they'll probably bring it back though? Right. Like eventually, once things start moving it's forward, it's gonna be a while. But 
I don't see it in the capacity because they can't. They have to restructure their business plan now. Their business plan was to stuff as many asses into that park as possible, and now that's not going to be allowed. So no, we'll see in what aspect it comes back. It might end up looking like a timeshare where yeah. you, know, you get Mondays on Jan- Jan- July and. You know, so we'll see. I, I get it, but they are refunding everyone who paid their passes out. So we'll see what happens. Oh, <laughs> uh, what what membership plan did you have? Did you have the one with blackout dates, uh, or did you have like a good one? There was probably some blackout dates. I don't know. We just paid for the year. So How? Oh, okay. How much it was, was like that? Seven hundred dollars. <gasps> for both of you? No. It was seven hundred dollars each. That's not that bad. When you, we were going to go regularly and we yeah. did go kind of regularly. Like you got we, yourself a lightsaber and we a went, droid. We went enough to run into Frankie and his girl. Yeah. And be there on the same day as I Steven Ross. Love, really? <laughs> yeah. All three of you were I think there? So. I think so. I would have loved for that shit to happen. Yeah. Just some fucking comics in Disneyland. That shit would be, that would be so <laughs> badass if you could like. Even if I was with my family and I would run into you guys, I'm like, look at how happy my daughter is, you guys. You know? That's cool. I miss those. I do miss Disneyland, which you is could, weird to say. You could still do that, but it just takes more planning. A lot. You know? But it, when it's spontaneous. Did yeah. you guys hang out? Uh, we stopped. We had a beer with Frankie and his girl, I think. Really? But I think um, Steven and I were on completely opposite ends of the park for most of them. Oh. So we didn't really run into each other. I remember when I I went to um, a grad night at Disneyland. Did you guys have that shit? That's dope. But we I not at my school. We went to the water park. Was this uh, in Hawaii? Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. no Disneyland to go to. But you have Hawaii to live in. Yeah. You know, I wasn't too upset. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, there's no Disneyland, but I can get on the bus and be at the beach. Have you ever seen a shark in Hawaii? Not in like the wild. Really? Yeah. Aren't they like everywhere? No, not really. I mean, and I've been scuba diving, scuba, yeah. scuba diving before, and I hadn't seen any shark. I saw turtles. I saw a lot of eels. And stuff, that's so. that's scary to me, man. I, I appreciate sharks, but that's scary to me. If I were to ever be in the wild and there's a shark around, woo! Yeah, yeah. That's, that's scary. there. You're in their house, bro. Like You're sushi I, in there. When I had heard that the that the Oh, you could be sushi easily. When I had heard that the Asians have like eat like shark soup and shit like that, I'm like, get them all, all of them. You know, I hear it's good too. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I heard it's well. Anthony Bourdain. I don't know if he was, if he had to say it just so people wouldn't fucking want to eat it, but he said it's not that. It's not all that. I believe him though. He's, yeah, he's a weird dude. He'll eat anything. Yeah, he's the fucking Mikey. Of- you think if it was delicious, he would admit it, even though it was so taboo to be eating sharks. Probably. Yeah. Anthony D- Bourdain doesn't strike me as someone who's full of shit. If it's good, he'll tell you. Imagine that's why he committed suicide. He was just he was done like, with it. I-, I couldn't help it. You guys, the sharks are delicious. <laughs> I can't stand. I lie to you guys like that. I think he thought he was just a burden. Yeah. Which is sad. Because it seems um, like he seems like he had it together, you know? That's what's crazy. It's the people who you think that have it together at the moment is the one are the ones that go. Yeah. Like Chester Bennington. Yeah. Same thing. I was watching like a, a, a Lincoln Park concert like the week before he, he passed. The week before he committed suicide, you know? 
And I was like, dude, look at how connected he is to the crowd. He loves his family. He's got it together. And next thing you know, you just never know where that where that um, darkness will take you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think it's as an artist, you kind of tap into that darkness more than your average person. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it just takes over. Yeah. I would love to. You know how Aaron wants to meet Dave Chappelle? I would love to meet Mike Shinoda. That'd be cool. You know, like it. I think everyone should have a a, a celebrity that they look up to that they really want to meet one day. I think Mike Shinoda's mine. Do you have one? No. I don't know. I, I'm I'm, pride and gluttony are one of my deadly sins, and mm. it's like I'm so just doing my own thing that I. It'd be cool, but it didn't change. Anything. Like I met, I've met Joe Rogan, and like, what? Yeah, I met Joe. I met. Yeah, me and Joe, we hang out. No, but I met Joe Rogan <laughs> um, after like uh, one of the Ice House mics. We were hanging out, and he was doing a show in the main room. And um, I think who else was? I think it was Hinchcliffe and uh, Frank, actually. That Frank was, Castile. Yeah. Did I you see the Comedy that. Store documentary? No. Dude, they show a clip where Frank Castile gets passed. <laughs> Bless you, Corona. Where, where where Frank Castile gets passed as a regular, and then and then I think it might cut to Joe talking about when he got passed as a regular, and I was I remember, dude, I was so emotional, like I almost cried, mm-hmm. and and like, and and I know, it's isolated that I talk about that I cry about all, like all the time, I don't cry all the okay. goddamn time. No, I believe you, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie, I don't cry all the goddamn time. Kind of sounds like I don't. Do. I don't stay crying. All right. Are you gonna roll that? Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> I definitely will. Do you want to roll it? Sure. Here. Tell me about you not crying. Do you want which one? Whichever. All right. This one's already open. She said. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. So, so I'll tell you. Like, like Joe Rogan started talking about how how grind more weed, make that shit fat. Um, Joe Rogan was talking about when he got passed and yeah, I remember I was telling my wife, I was like, Oh my God, I would love for that shit to happen. Like that's, that's one of the things where it's like to be passed at a comedy club. And then, um, like my wife was like, one day you'll do it. You know, like it, it'll happen one day. Like it's, uh, I'm just so lucky to have that kind of support, you know? Yeah. It's a lot easier to do something when you don't have someone telling you no. Yeah. Like, no is probably the worst thing someone can tell you. Yeah. I'd rather, like, you're probably better off some them just not saying anything. Yeah. But when someone tells you you can't do it, it's almost like, oh, maybe you're right. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe they see something I don't see. Yeah. So it, it becomes a self-fulfilling but, but prophecy. It, but there's some of those people who ignore that, who are like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to keep trying. You know, and those are the people that persevere. So much shit has happened at the comedy store. People have jumped, you know, the building next door or someone jumped and committed suicide like that because they weren't regulars, you know. So I don't know if I'd kill myself. No, I don't (laughs) think so either. But dude, I don't like it that much. Dude, you guys got to do the improv. Like you guys were were heading in the right direction before the stupid ass pandemic hit, yeah. you know? That was my biggest stroke of luck, I'll say. Especially that <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> that second that second show that I got to do with uh, Mike James and Brian Matthews and stuff. You did that for who again? That was uh, the Shindig show. Okay, Jimmy the, Shin. Jimmy Shin. Yeah, and a couple other people. I, I went first, but that was my favorite moment because I got that was. Like, I got to do my good material, but I got to run it back immediately. Like, I had just done the improv. Yeah. I got to do the same set, fix everything that needed to be fixed. You didn't it, have anyone drunk yelling at you. No, I did not. And it went yeah. fucking perfect. Like, the, that was the one set. I was like, that was how that was supposed to go. Beautiful. <laughs> Dude, I remember, oh, man, my best set. If you had to get, what, what's your best? Is that, was that your best set? Uh, one of my favorites. It's a tie between the first time I killed at the hideaway, um, our little impromptu set at Brooks bar. Like instead of a riff off, we did material. we we all burnt that place down that day. Uh-huh. Um, and then that December show, those are my top three sets. Okay. So I don't know which one's my best. They're all kind of different. That's why. The first time you killed at the hideaway. I want to hear about that. Um, it, it wasn't anything special. I wasn't like, I'm going to crush it. I Do you need a splitter, by the way? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, I, I I went, it was a regular day, but it's like you, you hit that first joke. You, you know, you write a joke, you know where the laughs are supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And if they go in there every time, it's, you know, it's like hitting net every time. It mm-hmm. becomes easy. So about halfway through, I realized, and I was like, this is, if this is the groove, I'm in it. Mm-hmm. And so I just wrote it out. I finished my set. I did what I wanted to do. Uh, I didn't run the light. I know I could have. I should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was having a great time. Yeah, yeah But yeah. I got off. And I remember I got off. And I'm sure he doesn't have a memory of this. But William Henderson knuckle bumped me. And he was like, how the fuck did that feel? And I went, it felt great. <laughs> That's <laughs> Amazing. dope. Amazing. That's dope. Yeah. So, like, it's just a regular night, though. And if you don't show up often, you don't get to have those nights. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. My favorite, uh, some of my favorite sets was that, as it wasn't even buddy system affiliated. Hey, fuck you too. I did, <laughs> I did back to the grind after. That's a great spot though. Yo, after the hide, I mean after Bordington's, dude. I remember. Oh my god, even Frankie. For some reason, uh, um, for some reason, Jay Calderon didn't send this shit to me. But I had one of the sets of my life nice. at, at Back to the Grind where I was such, I was, I would consider it, I was in the groove, I was in the pocket, whatever the fuck you want to say. But I, I, I included people in the crowd and it was, it just took me to this level where I was in the zone. And, and Jay Calderon recorded it and he sent it to Frankie and he was <laughs> what? like, why? Ex- I don't know why. But he sent it to Frankie, and, and he was like, "Dude, listen, how your boy's killing it, you know." Nice. That's nice and then man. Frankie was telling me how like he would hear me talk. He wouldn't really exactly hear what I said, but he would hear me talk, and he would hear Aurora laughing afterwards. And it was, I was just like, "Dude, that's one of my best sets." Had back to the grind, and nice. I didn't record it. And then. And then I I had the 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 back to the grind again, like, like I I think I have done it by myself. I don't I don't I don't remember anyone being. I don't think Frank was. I don't think any of them were there. I think I had just went. You know what? Jay Calderon was there. Jay was there because at that point he was going to the back to the grind like a little too much, too much to the point where people knew his jokes. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. 
yeah so that's how you know it's a good room though you yeah back. yeah you have to come back with something else and i went and i fucking had such a fun set you know who was there uh it was um it was jake calderon and um and tristan sims they were there and i had such a good time nice dude so both two of my best sets that i have ever done are have been at and back to the grind that's on a monday that's the, probably After, the perfect spot for comedy and, in and, downtown riverside and you know what i i had <laughs> i bombed at worthington's but i got the bomb out of the way I did worthy. I, I did back to the grind, and I crushed. <laughs> There's no place but up to go from Dude, here. <laughs> I crushed, and back to the grind, and then I was I was just like, you know what? I'm on a roll right now. I'm on a roll right now. Nick Laney and Jr. They just started a mic at the Maverick. You know what? I'm gonna go to the Maverick, and I'm gonna go do it again there. And I I ate so much shit at the Maverick, like it was so bad. <laughs> so it's like I I bombed at Worthington's, got I broke it, it, got it out of the way. That's fine. It, um, so I I ate shit at Worthington's. I crushed at Back to the Grind, nice. and then I ate shit at Mavericks. Yeah, all in the day, same dude. night. That's a good day. All at the same time. That's night. one of my favorite things about comedy is you can crush it and then six hours later be at your job and nobody gives a fuck who you are. Nobody cares. Nobody asked me, hey, uh, did you do comedy last night? I had to bring it up, you know? <laughs> I had to tell them. What, what, did, what did you do last night? <laughs> yeah, what did you do last night? Guess what I was doing? I was fucking up a crowd last night. But, dude, there's no better feeling when the crowd is with you and they're supportive. Dude, back to the grind. God, they had the coolest crowd. It was depressing at some point. Dude, I had to follow some dude talking about, like, immigrants. About being an immigrant and shit like that. And I still fucking, like, had a good set. You know? When Steven Espinosa, when I met Steven, it was at Back to the Grind. Really? Yeah. It was, he uh, did back to the grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we both did. <laughs> wow, we, we were probably part of the reason why comics weren't allowed to go there for such a long time. They weren't allowed to go. Yeah, yeah. There was straight like, well, it got to a point where Stephen and I realized that if you signed up under comedy, you probably weren't going to go up. Really? Like we gone enough times and shown up and stayed and didn't get called. So I, I, I probably had went at a time where they were like, you know what? Maybe we should throw some comics up. You know, yeah, because this is I'm talking 2011, 2010, mm-hmm. maybe. Okay. Um. Wow, that's early. Back in the day, there was another dude named George that had the same birthday as me that was also doing comedy. He has since mm. quit. Um. But yeah, that's back to the grind. Has a it like they have people when you go downstairs, you're going there for a show. Mm-hmm. And you're going there to be entertained, and and it's so small and it's so intimate that it, it it's got that magic that Joe's mic has. People that are going there aren't going there to hang out; they're going there to listen. And so, you know, I'm sure I, I haven't killed in there. I I did go do a set in there, and I know I bombed. And one person was like, "That was a really good job," and I think they thought I was retarded. Oh my god, I have to pee. I will be right back. Should I talk to them? Can you talk, please? I I think I could talk. 
What could I tell them about? I can tell um, them about how to eat plant based. <laughs> don't don't do it, guys. You know, food's fun. Like <coughs> if ooh, was that F one? What do you have over there? Yeah, you can talk about that. All right, so let's let's learn about racing real quick now. For those of you that don't know, uh, race cars have this thing called downforce, and they have to make their cars uh, so aerodynamically deficient that it literally pushes itself down to the ground because it's too light. It's made out of carbon fiber and plastic, and they put these slick tires on these racers, and they're so slick that if you do anything less than 60 miles an hour, they don't stick to the racetrack, and they spin the fuck out which means you have to race with your pedal to the floor. Like, imagine driving through a parking lot in your Civic with the accelerator pinned. Uh, That's what they're doing. And I know it doesn't seem like it, but they're doing, like, 200, easy, around corners. And then they have to maneuver around each other. And it's hard to do when you don't have red shells, green shells, ba-bombs. Like, I think they should implement that, actually. That would be a great idea. If they could do, like, VAR augmented reality mario kart because like they have that game on the switch where you can have a mario kart in like your living room and set it up on a course and then it's not it's cool but it's not super cool like i'd rather have f1 cars throwing grenades at each other like twisted metal shit that would be dope maybe like unlimited ammunition which never really made sense in twisted metal like you could just hold the machine gun button down for the whole match, you never ran out of bullets, which is kind of bullshit because you get cornered and then people just unloading bullets into you. And it didn't make any sense, I guess, but welcome to PlayStation 1. So you look like the man of relief. You can spark that, dude. Oh, sweet. I think I will. Yeah, man. Um, that Mario Kart shit looks... That augmented reality thing looks It is kind of cool. <laughs> Are you going to do it? No. It's too much. My my place isn't big enough. I don't have a place to like lay out a track like that to really have fun. You need to have a house, kind of, or like you know? a, a bigger, a wider floor plan. Like this, from like your front door maybe to the back would be mm-hmm. a good length. But my <coughs> house is more. Of a if if my shape. daughter was old enough to play with video games, I would totally do it. You know, do my girlfriend bought me a Switch for Christmas, and I have nice. that's all I'm playing. Fucking, and then Pokemon Snap is coming out in like april or something that i'm super excited for pokemon 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 snap um i'm big on the poke are you are you really i was do you have do you get excited when joe and 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 jackson lynn um open pokemon cards i like watching it's interesting i wasn't a big pokemon card the the game that i probably would follow more is Yu-Gi-Oh. i actually played the game like i went to tournaments and did you really like saturdays i my friend and i we would go to the local comic book shop or the card store and we'd just play cards we'd play Yu-Gi-Oh for like hours Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah what was your best card um Best, you, I mean, that's not how Yu-Gi-Oh works. Did you have a Dark Magician? I definitely had a Dark Magician. I how played, did Yu-Gi-Oh work? What do you mean? I played early because it's you're more you're developing a deck strategy. It's not that you have like six Pokemon and you have one high level Pokemon. You have, you know, three magic cards that you're gonna use to drain your opponent's life points, and hopefully you have 
these people in the right defense mode or something. It's a strategy on the deck more so. That's than pretty just the cool. Card. Would you still play Yu-Gi-Oh? For sure. Yeah, it was a very well thought. Well, I, I also liked playing Magic the Gathering. Do so. you have Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Uh, still, not currently. No, Damn. they might exist in some storage unit somewhere though. My really? mom has a lot of my old shit. Yeah. Have you ever played Heroclix? No. Dude, do you know what Heroclix is? I think so. It's like the the little figures, right? Dude, it, that was actually pretty dope. You know how everyone gets into something that's really nerdy at one point? No. No? I don't, I've never done that. What are you talking about? You just no, talked. You, just said, you just said Yu-Gi-Oh. What? That's a professional uh, activity. <laughs> kind of like William Henderson. <clears throat> he does. Um, Dude, he's on WoW right now. He is unreachable really <laughs> he's playing on world of warcraft. world of warcraft yeah that's his shit that's for some sure. real if anything nerdy is his shit. shit that's his shit that and D and D. and so. i know well he has a D tattoo doesn't he mm-hmm. wow of the dice dnd's fun dnd's a good how does that shit even work it's you're playing a video game you know in in your in your head you all follow a collective narrative you're playing characters and you voice them as such you interact yeah, there's free. You have will. to get into it. You have to really get into it, Not right? Not necessarily. It's good, like if you want to do voice acting, if you're thinking about acting, um, in general, if you want to do improv, it's a good. If you look at it from like a skill building exercise, it's great for improv. Oh, okay. Um, and it's also great like team building exercises, hmm. but it also is nerdy as fuck. <laughs> Very nerdy. I would like to do it. It's a good time. Just really to just time. to hang out with Will, I like Will. You know. One time we were playing a game, and then uh, Stephen Roth had, had like shown up for one of the games, and turns out that he's actually a character that was written into the narrative, and he does like this. He comes in and saves our ass, basically. Really? He's like a like like a, a white ranger drop like everyone's having a bad day and shows the white ranger everyone's having a good time all the enemies are defeated everyone survives like yeah. it was it's fun <laughs> with that your sounds friend. like fun and it's like hanging out my best laughs like in life happen usually around D D sessions just would you be down to do it yeah i'm always down I'm will always henderson down. It's just hard. I'm to, calling you out on <laughs> TNT. Is that how you do it? No, how do you do you, it? Like, so he's probably gonna DM <laughs> because he's the most experienced. Okay. And so he's gonna. He would have to create a narrative. You're at. You're basically asking him to work for you for a second. Really? He's got to now map out a campaign. Should I pay him? Have characters. There are, I guess, professional DMs like people who do get paid for the experience, and it makes sense because it is a lot of work. But I don't know. I mean. Will Henderson, I will pay you in in beer. I mean, I'm sorry, he doesn't really drink. He's not a big drinker. I will pay you in marijuana. He'll, that's a let's currency. have a good time in D and D. Can you make sure that message gets to him? I'll let him know. Yeah, yeah, because we're trying to plan one too. Cool. You can do like one shots and stuff. Didn't it's, you guys used to do like a a poker night? Yeah, and in stuff the like beginning. That? Got weird. We invited the wrong. What do you mean they got weird? Certain people You can talk shit, please. (laughs) No, actually, I shouldn't because they're still in and around. Um, But we had one night that was definitely one of our last. I don't know if it was the last, but it was probably one of the last three poker nights we had at my place. Mm. Um, Aaron invited someone, and he he didn't mesh well with the group. Why can't it be like verified comics? 
It was. It was. It was supposed yeah. to only be a handful of us. Really? <laughs> and it yeah, got a little weird. And then Aaron started. Well, people. A few people invited a few people, and usually it was fine. But this one person was like, "This is odd. This is kind of really." Yeah. It was. I should. Nothing happened. It was just like you know how someone's vibe just doesn't fit the room. Yeah. And you know you. It was just awkward. You're coming in a little too hot every time. We don't. We're not. No, we're friends. We're not attacking you. You don't yeah. have to be defensive the whole time. Well, let me, let me put it like this. Uh, Will Henderson, if you're going to do a and d including me, you have to explain everything. Hmm. I don't know how any of it works. You would, you and Aaron would fit in. Really? Nicely. But it is, it's like a thing because it's an experience with your friends. It is, it is legit just an excuse to hang out with the people you enjoy being around. And that's what <laughs> I want, honestly. You... Aaron and Will, I miss all of you guys. I would love to just do some shit like yeah, that. Me too. <laughs> what are you guys doing tomorrow? No, I'm just <laughs> That's the hard part. Is yeah, like it's getting most, everyone together. Most of us, I mean, I feel like most people I know now are kind of either back to work or been working. You know what? Nobody's busy right now, but no one wants to hang out. That's all that it is. You That's know? fair. Yeah. You know, it's the risk reward thing of do yeah. I want to die? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Statistically not, is but maybe. Is this person worth the risk? You know, so, but it would be cool. I agree. To get yeah. people together. I mean, we should start by playing video games together, bro. Get on some Warzone, kill some fuckers. Um, when are you guys going to get me back on the, the buddy cast? Oh, I don't know. When are we, I mean, are you not available Saturdays? We should record on Saturdays. So. I'm available this Saturday. I don't know if you guys are super busy. Probably not. We'll figure it out. Everything's shoot by the hip. Dude, other yeah. people are doing their podcast and then they talk to me about it, about how they're looking at their metrics and their analytics and their data. And then like, well, what are you doing? Dude, like, I don't care. We just make stuff. I put, yeah, I, I, I put <laughs> it up. But I feel lazy, you know? Dude, it's like, I don't know. What is that? I put it up and that's it. I don't, don't look at video? any don't, of it. I don't, I don't look at video. any of it. I just What's one thing? Okay. We're going all over the place because I'm fucked up right now <laughs> good and i'm getting i'm gonna get worse you know um but i gotta ask you what's the one thing you really want to do um once everything gets back to normal i would really like what has come to be known independently of me i just love what it's called is that people have started calling it the circuit of that monday to friday you know, we we talked about it earlier. That Monday you go to Worthington's, it's it's yeah. you're gonna bomb, but it's there to kind of just shake the cobwebs out from the weekend, yeah. bring some ideas. Tuesday, spark the ideas. Yeah, up. your your Tuesday, it's you know the direction they want to go. You, you you could do well. You know, it's a good room. Yeah. Wednesday you're reset, and then Thursday, Friday you save for shows or or another mic or whatever. Anything you got. Yeah, I want to be. If able you to, really want to go to LA, I I, I want to be able to do that. Like at, yeah. the, at the very least, the Monday to Wednesday, like even if it's only going up once of of a, a progression, mm-hmm. um, because that if we can do that, that means that you know I we have good synergy in our group. There is an active community in the area. People are are hungry and and want to work. So the comedy's the comedy the comedy's going to be better. Yeah. Um, so if that happens, I think comedy's in a good spot. So that's what. I yeah, <laughs> I think it'll get in that uh, to that point. I you hope know. so. Um, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to maintain contacts with people and make sure that they don't forget about us. <laughs> I don't think it'll happen. I think 
I think this will blow over, and then like the people it who is a long blow over. But like the people who who really like stick to it, those are the people who are gonna make it. You know, this is kind of arguably like, I haven't stuck to this it. This is this is a shakeup. This is a John Kreese coming into the situation. <laughs> Quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, did you watch Cobra Kai? I'm I'm like two more episodes until I'm done with. The I finished season. everything. I want to. In two days, I want to. Yeah, it was. It was. You know what? Season three was all right, and all that stuff. But like the way I see it is like, um, yeah, man. Like with this whole, it's a shakeup. Is what it is. You know who's gonna stick through it the longest? Yeah, I think we know the people that are in those pictures. The people you see once a week. Those would, are the people. Would you ever do a Zoom mic? Probably not. Never. No, it's. It's not what I want to do. I'm not against it, but that's not how I wish to express myself. You know, like yeah. I don't the I I personally don't see a benefit. I could get more benefit by myself with my notebook. Yeah. So I mean, I I appreciate the effort, you know. I appreciate the, the fact that people are like we knew to find some medium. I'm not going to do it, but to, they don't need me. Yeah. Also. So. Exactly. It, but it, it's like, it's like we need to bring some media to the people, you know, to, we got to try. So, so when I see those, those, um, zoom shows, as far as I don't like them, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, they're like a whole, they're trying every means necessary, you know? So I appreciate it, you yeah, know, but I at the same time, I respect the hustle. Yeah, 100%. But at the same time, it's like, dude, there's nothing like being in front of people. Yeah. You know, the uncertainty of like, this could go very wrong. Or or when you <laughs> see someone ahead of you who's doing really good and you're like, oh, shit, like I have to follow someone who they really like. Are they going to like me as much? Or the other way around, what if they're like, oh, shit, like this person, like, really, they didn't, they they weren't digging what he was saying at all. They started looking at their phones. How am I going to turn this around, you know? Yeah. I miss it. I miss it. I said it when we started, and I'll say it, you know, now. Is that I'm, I but do Joe's, it. Joe's Mike, Joe Beltran, is the closest you can get to to that. Yeah. I feel, you know, and, and I think more people should be envious you know, because in New York, it's fucking, it's a winter right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, it was snowing in Austin, wasn't it? Yo, if they go outside, they're going to freeze to <laughs> death, you know? We can go outside and endure as much cold as we can because it's been cold, but it hasn't been like we're, we might freeze to death cold. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it hasn't been cold enough for there not to be a crowd, you know, whether it's comics or random people that decide to go out that night i like i like joe's mic i do i enjoy it and i think i am gonna show up i just i'll show up when i show up i'll tell you this right now i'm gonna shout out to beltran joe beltran dude like honestly like i wouldn't have developed as much as i have without his mic and that's what's kept me going you know because i i seriously i'll i'll be at work and i'll tell people like hey you know this job is cool but i don't give a fuck yeah. You know, like I want to be a comedian, you know, and and you're going to hear me say some shit like that's what's crazy about being a trainer, because this is what I tell people. You're going to hear me say some shit that's that's way off the cuff, <laughs> you know, 
it has nothing to do with work and i apologize you know if you get offended and it might get me fired one day but you know what that's a reward to get fired for my comedy you know but like it's just like you're gonna hear some shit yeah you know like because <laughs> i'm a comic <laughs> you know that's why like, the goal is to not have a job so you don't have to worry about yeah it. just do it yeah yeah exactly so it's like at any given moment like it, i was scared that i was gonna lose my job over an accident but if take that out of the equation my biggest fear now is losing my job over my you know what i say mm-hmm. you know because at any given point i could say some shit that the company doesn't want to be affiliated with yeah you know have you ever thought that shit yeah yeah i mean i've experienced that where like maybe a company didn't like what you said and now you have yeah. to take an episode down or yeah. or they weren't ready or you didn't Imagine. you didn't go through the proper channels and now you have to take an episode down but at that point i gotta make a choice yeah at that point i gotta be like am i am i a comedian or am i a forklift operator i think you're neither i think you're carlos patina oh okay thank you comedy <laughs> comedy is what you do not who you are bro. yeah <laughs> I, I love it though dude like it's it's something special and i know i've gone off the rails because <laughs> you know i'm be 30 pretty soon so i went all out i went 30, crazy 30 is not bad so all out i'm gonna drink a pbr right now 31's pretty cool um 2021's looking okay all right if you ignore the whole like storm the capital um the year <laughs> honestly dude in all this time that we've been talking i forgot that shit even happened <laughs> well that's what i'm saying like i i feel bad that it doesn't affect my life but it should and i should be more concerned about it I, i'm not it's not that I'm not concerned about it, but it's worse. It's such a disconnect, right? Right now, yeah. You know. Just like COVID, when we first, when we had this conversation before, of like it was such a disconnect then. That, yeah. Like it just, it just hasn't hit here yet. When it does, I understand. I'm not going to be like, oh, I can't believe this didn't happen. If it gets this far, if it gets worse, I'm, I get it. <laughs> Can you imagine we have to talk about this shit? You know, after all this is said and done dude like what are we gonna talk about ourselves i mean i'm excited for that yeah you've had to reach deeper you know you said yeah. earlier so yeah. so that everyone else but so. you know what and it's been a relief you know you ever feel like you're doing therapy with the fans not the fan no what the f- i mean the audience <laughs> the no, fans I, I don't think this uh, is me getting full of myself <laughs> you, know? you know that last stadium we did yeah you know when we were fucking crushing it <laughs> no <laughs> yeah but but you get what i'm saying like you you do you open up so much more with the with the people you know than you would do with like people that you know really closely yeah there is definitely something that's like cathartic about comedy and and doing it and and being vulnerable and exposing yourself um but i think from i my quote unquote art is escapism essentially and that's what i'm trying to do is like we're all in this space right now let's forget about the fact that you your rent is overdue or that you have a bill paying now we're mm-hmm. here we're now i want you to be present with me so it's like i try to not so much be vulnerable, but to be inclusive, I mm-hmm. guess, in that space. I want them to be present with me. Mm. So I just, I, I, I get something a little different out of it. And I, I guess that's weird. So Aaron tells me it's weird. What's the first thing you really, like, what's the first big group activity that you would like to do once all of this shit is over? A show, 
for sure. Yeah. Like I do have a lot of, not a lot, but like, you know, I have new material from when we started back up the first time and then I quit. You know, Dude, I, w- so. I would love to, I mean, that, that's, that's understandable. You know, I would, I would love to experience that, you know, with, with a crowd. But I think for me, I, I would love to go to a concert. I would just love to go to a concert again. Have you ever been to a concert? I've been to like Warp Tour. <laughs> really? Who'd you get to see? Who's the most um, exciting band? I went you feel? to Warp Tour to watch Watsky and Wax. <laughs> I don't even know who that yeah, is. Yeah, just a bunch of underground rappers. Yeah, from like YouTube and shit. That's what I went to Warp Tour. Yeah. Um. Where else did I? No, I went to a a, a throwback concert. We saw Nelly, TLC, and um, Flo Rida. How were they? It was fun. <laughs> Dude, okay. When you came in, you first caught me watching a Lincoln Park porn, concert. Yeah. <laughs> watching porn. <laughs> Lincoln okay. porn. Lincoln porn. <laughs> like Lincoln think, logs. That's gotta be a real category. Probably. There's so many categories nowadays. Probably. But but when when I when you came in, I was watching a Lincoln Park concert, you know. You good, you're gonna take a piss? Oh, gotcha. All right. For those of you that know, we're outside. All right. The wind stopped. And the Mexican fights. Yeah, yeah, that's over with. People are going to sleep. You know. Uh, What was they asking? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln Park. You were telling me about how I came in. And you oh, were watching yeah. Oh, so I was watching a concert, right? And and I think that's one of the things that I'm like, dude, I can't wait to be able to like sing a song along with everybody else that everyone knows. You know, that, that would cool. That would be pretty pretty dope. So like the first group activity that I wish I could do once all this pandemic bullshit is over, if I survive, um. It's uh, is that I want to go to a concert again. Yeah, I respect because all, all, dude, I've been to Christian concerts, which those have been different. You know, it's similar, but it's different because <laughs> like it's like you like the music, but you're not allowed to like the person who does the music. You know, yeah, you're you're supposed to like the influence behind the music. Um. So to be able to be like, hey, man, you fucking, you're a killer, you know? Like, if I were to see Mike Shinoda, I'm going to put this out there. Aaron wants to meet Mike Shinoda. I mean, Aaron wants to meet Chappelle. I want to meet Mike Shinoda, you know? So it's like, you, you get to see that person crush it, you know? You reach this level that you're fucking the best at, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm excited for just interactions in general. I think I'm kind of over being at home. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I'm trying to run a thousand fucking miles. Yeah, that's halfway to home for me. You should run to Joe's mic, Joe Beltran's mic. You I'm know. thinking about running to my gym and then running home. Yo, I feel like I feel. Well, how far is your gym? Like four miles from your away. house. Like four miles. Really? Yeah. So you're gonna run to the gym and work out. Yeah. You're gonna run run to the gym and climb, probably, and then run home. Do you pay a lot to climb? No, I I got in pretty early, so I'm paying like a student price. Cool. 
It's like $25. Oh, okay. It's cheap. It's hella cheap. How much? It's 25 that's really cheap. That's hella cheap for a gym, and it's. I don't even. Climbing. I don't even. I don't know. Our okay. I'm not. I don't mean to brag, because I'm not trying to be like, oh man, I'm baller as shit, you know. Um, but I don't know if my gym is charging me or not. Probably not. Right now, probably not. Right? No, right? I would notice it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no one working to charge your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? If I was getting charged right now, like I would be f- fucked. I could barely afford shit, you know. <laughs> Crazy. What's yeah. your 2021 goal? So you want to go to a concert, you want to do comedy. One more before we get out of here cuz I got to go. The dinner. The um going to another state for sure oh, to do comedy. Yeah. yeah. Well, those are three solid goals. Three yeah. very reachable, very solid goals. Where are we going? Yeah. As far as, like, if quarantine com- continues and shit, you know, if, if shit gets worse, um, just get into Formula One, I guess, you know. I, I <laughs> Start think that, driving your car like it. No, <laughs> try, to be a, try to be a refueler, you know. Um, no, I, honestly, like, I think, um, yeah, g- like... Like as far as like lazy goals, it would be get into Formula One for <laughs> sure. I really like it, dude. It's cool. I don't know what it is. Racing's um, cool. What's the name? Lewis Hamilton is at number one, and he has the most wins in history. You know, he drives for Mercedes. He's badass. You know, but Max Verstappen is badass as as fuck too because he's driving for Red Bull. It's 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 just it's a whole another world. I want to fly a Red Bull plane. Have you ever seen the Flutog shit? No. It's it's pretty interesting. What is that? It's when people build their own flying machines. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, know, I know what you're talking about. They're, they all end in failure, yeah. but they I guess the winner Whoever is... Whoever fails the furthest. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. George Frito. Carlos Patino. Dude, this has been fun. This is very fun. Um, I'm glad to to, to have... Have you had uh, shit? I'm glad to have had habit been here too. <laughs> I'm glad you were here. <laughs> um, like I said, like I wouldn't want anyone else to do this. Like you're so gay before thirty. You know, thirty's <laughs> a milestone. Yeah, whatever the it fuck, is. you know, it was for me. You know, so I'm glad to have spent it with you. You know, thanks for letting me be here. Um, hopefully I can get like I can figure some shit out. Get, get some people in get here. Nick Lanny in here. Dude, we're going to have a badass conversation. Nick Laney, you were officially invited <laughs> to the Construction Ahead podcast. George, any final thoughts? No. I'm looking forward to comedy this year. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you. Hey, man. Everyone, you guys need to you guys need to follow George. He's one of my, my greatest friends in this whole journey that I have in comedy. He has to say that. And honestly, dude, like, like, like. I know I'm I'm fucked up right now, <laughs> like legitimately. Um, and when you leave, I'm gonna get more fucked up. Dope. Okay. Um, but honestly, man, like like I really I I really appreciate you coming out here, and um, all the shit that I have learned from you. You're a great friend, you know. I appreciate you. And yeah, man, it, it's been f- hold on. <laughs> George, I love you, man. <laughs> Too, man. <laughs>
He's doing great. You guys need to bow down. He's going to be something one day. All right. All right. George Verito, thank you for being here, man. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye.